1: Today is Wednesday. It is September 11th. Good morning, Kathy.
2: Good morning. In the news this morning, Americans are commemorating 9-11 with ceremonies, volunteering, appeals to never forget, and rising attention to the terror attacks' extended toll on responders. A crowd of victims' relatives is expected at ground zero today, while President Donald Trump is scheduled to join in observance at the Pentagon. Vice President Mike Pence is to speak at the third attack site near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Former President George W. Bush, the commander-in-chief at the time of the 2001 attacks, is due at an afternoon wreath laying at the pentagon 18 years after the deadliest terror attack on american soil the nation is still grappling with the aftermath at ground zero in congress and beyond the after, the attack's aftermath is visible from airport security checkpoints to afghanistan the anniversary ceremonies center on remembering the nearly 3000 people killed when hijacked planes rammed into the trade center the pentagon and a field in shanksville on september 11 2001 all those victims names are read aloud at ground zero ceremonies where uh, where moments of silence and bells mark the moments when aircrafts crashed into the Trade Center's Twin Towers. Uh, The Garden of Reflection in Lower Makefield, Bucks County, will hold a ceremony of its own today, honoring the nine people in Lower Makefield Township and 18 people total in Bucks County who lost their lives on that horrifying day 18 years ago. Mm. Philadelphia's acting police commissioner, Christine Coulter, was in city council chambers on Tuesday afternoon speaking about a racially insensitive t-shirt she wore in the 90s. Coulter says she is profoundly sorry. She has been criticized lately after the Philadelphia Inquirer published the, published the picture. The shirt Coulter wore says, LAPD, we treat you like a king. The shirt references Rodney King, a black man who was severely beaten by four white Los Angeles police officers. Coulter says at the time she did not recon- recognize the inference of the shirt, but she should have. She says that she, sh- she should have never accepted the shirt, and she should have never wore it. I sincerely apologize. I hope that the uh, careless decision that I made over 25 years ago doesn't overshadow the work that I've done. I am profoundly sorry for the pain that the shirt and the picture has caused, not to me, but to the city and the communities that we serve, said Coulter. Councilwoman Cindy Bass called uh, on Coulter to immediately resign on Tuesday. Bass said that she sent the letter to Mayor Jim Kenney calling for Coulter's resignation. She uh, read excerpts from the letter out loud at a public hearing, receiving an applause from some of the members. Members of the gallery. Uh, this is all unfolded during a hearing about the controversial Facebook posts that have been plaguing the department. Coulter and the managing director, Brian Aberthy, uh, answered questions about the Facebook scandal and how to repair police community relations moving forward. Spotted lanternflies have been spotted in Center City. Spotted have been spotted. Oh, what? Yes.
1: They've made it that far? They've
2: made it to Center City, yes. Okay. Uh, People say that the bugs are flying into their faces and sticking to their hair and clothing. What the f***? So I've noticed more. We so when when you had all of those out near you, Preston, um, I would notice one here and there, like n- not a lot at all. But now it's obviously um, you know moved closer to As, me. But especially over the last
3: few weeks, too, like
4: it's yeah, gotten
2: really yeah.
3: bad recently. Yes. Where, where yep. exactly are you talking in, in the area? You've seen them?
2: Like I've seen them. Uh, the the places that I've seen them the most for some reason are in parking lots. So I saw it in Target's parking lot. I was really? At the Plymouth Meeting Mall yesterday. Saw them uh, at the mall. But the the way that they jump and they are there. Well, well, it looked like it. Anyway, like, coming towards you, it almost yeah. landed on yeah, my pant leg. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, also, they, they
1: will land on you. They. Yeah. I, we were outside doing yoga. <laughs> we do yoga outside of my house. It's beautiful. And uh, my wife's like, yeah, you got two of them on your back. I'm like, okay. So um, just, I'm just used to them now. You
5: remember at the, uh, at the belly flap championship, the one flew, like, right into my yes. face? Yeah. And, was... <laughs> and you were like, ah! <laughs> they're, they're bizarre. Oh, they, yeah. they look stink-buggish. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. dumb and like they're... that.
2: I mean... And they're but
5: they're bigger. They're
3: bigger, even bigger than the bugs. Okay, so we've actually had a few. uh, They look like cicadas, like large. That's the only thing I've seen around my house in, in Mount Airy, but. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of these. Beware! Me? So be- be- they're, coming, they're coming, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So apparently, they were spotted in Center City. People are saying that they're flying. They're sticking to them uh, for several years. The invasive insects uh, have caused costly damage to fruit trees, some hardwoods, and vineyards in Pennsylvania and New Jersey.
1: I find they're they're attracted to the color white. I've noticed that Really? Personally. Yeah, they land on anything that's uh, that's got very hmm. bright colored, and they they like to hang out on them.
3: To Be honest.
1: Uh, Can we drop a few over a Klan rally or something? <laughs> Maybe they'll that's find hilarious. a new uh, home.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you this, though. It's it's um, the thing that makes them interesting is that apparently they they do actively look to get on vehicles and cars and things mm-hmm. of that oh,
2: nature. Yeah, so that's... And that's
3: how they're being ported
4: Spread all over around. the place. Oh, yeah. with, okay, yeah.
2: that's I saw them sitting on uh, the tire of a car.
4: Mm-hmm bizarrely, they like the back of the house uh, where I live, not the front of the house. And yep, when I got man. home, really? Yep. And I got home on Monday and I killed eight or nine in the back, but and then I went around to the front and I couldn't find any of them. And yeah.
1: they, they recommend you kill them. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's kind it, of your duty. Yes. Right. <laughs> which, they, 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 it's kill on sight. Which uh, side of the house gets more shade and
4: more sun? So the back of the house faces north. The front of the house faces south. Is that the same for you, Preston? I get a little
1: more shade in the back. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah Me too. Okay. but I tell you what, when I first started seeing them this season I took my I have like a really heavy duty fly swatter and I went out and I started killing them left and <sighs> right and they just kept coming back and I'm yeah. like I'm wasting my time here man
2: What well, like freaking
1: Rambo back there
3: there's yeah.
2: something uh, that you're supposed to take off of the trees in the off season like when it gets cold do you see those like I, I think it's some sort of like I, I believe it's like a white sack.
1: Oh uh, no, I haven't, haven't seen like the I sees. I haven't seen the uh, <laughs> uh, the markings. Yeah, where they they lay the eggs, right? And they stay there, and they uh, they they're dormant through the the winter season, and then you know they've hatched. And th- so you haven't the seen summer. those in your trees. No, or I haven't noticed them. I need to, to take a look at what those look like. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you're supposed to knock them off. Do we believe the cold, the coming cold? We assume
3: as the seasons change, will Wipe them out? No, no, no. no. They they lay the eggs
1: now, and they stay there through the winter.
2: Yeah, no, that's just wrong. Yeah. Uh, so this all happened at 18th and Arch. Uh, Six ABC was out there and they uh, had some some footage of uh, you know a lot of the lantern fr- flies. Some of them that were dead. People obviously stepping on them and uh, experts are actually saying that you should kill them, like you mentioned, Preston. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, for more information and to report spotted lantern flies in Pennsylvania, you can go to agricultural.pa.gov. In sports this morning. <laughs> According to reports, defensive tackle Malik Jackson's injury is significant, in and yeah. that he may miss the rest of the season with the injury. Jackson will have surgery next week. The veteran defensive tackle was one of the Eagles' biggest offseason acquisitions. The Eagles still have Tim Jernigan, who was coming back from a severe back injury last season, and will move into the starting role. In addition, the Eagles are signing veteran defensive tackle Akeem Spence to a one-year deal. During the NFL, his NFL career, Spence has played in 88 games with 57 career starts in 2018. 18 He sta- played and started in all 16 games for the Miami Dolphins. Antonio Brown has been accused of sexually assaulting his former trainer, according to a lawsuit filed yesterday in the Southern District of Florida. In the civil lawsuit, Brown's former trainer Brittany Taylor accuses the newly signed New England Patriots receiver of sexual assault. Not
1: assaulting
2: our Brittany him. Taylor, Steve. I, saw I know that yeah, I, I, I looked Sorry. it up too, just well, yeah. to be what sure. <laughs> Uh, So uh, she accuses him of sexually assaulting her on three separate occasions in 2017 and 2018. In May of 2018, after a night out at a Miami-area club, Taylor says she went back to Brown's home in Miami to use the bathroom and grab some food. And the receiver forced her down onto the bed, pushed her face into the mattress, and forcibly raped her. The Patriots said in a statement, we are aware of the civil lawsuit that was filed earlier today against Antonio Brown, as well as the response by Antonio's representatives. We take these allegations very seriously. And finally, the Phillies beat the Braves last night in South Philly. Scott Kingery hit an inside-the-park home run. Corey Dickerson homered twice. And the Phillies hit five home runs overall on their way to a 6-5 win. They close within two games of the Chicago Cubs in the National League's second wild card. The series continues tonight. Zach Eflin gets the start. The game, which will be nationally broadcast on ESPN, is set to start at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning.
1: Thank you very much, Kathy. Just uh, assessing everything this morning. (laughs) And uh, we are full of chalk today, gang. We are chock full. Absolutely. We have a lot going on today. Today and you will want to stick around for every second of it if you have that ability. Guest wise on the program, we have Lamar Odom on. Believe it or not, go Lamar figure. Odom is going to be on our show today. He's on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. So we'll talk to him about that. I guess that's where you go to try to rebuild your image a little bit, right? Know, maybe we'll see. We'll see what he thinks about going against our friend Kate Flannery. Yes, he's going to go down. We'll have to play. be honest. Yeah, we'll take him gonna... out. Uh, we also have a meet and eat today. That means some uh, a restaurant is coming by and they're going to have some giveaways in conjunction with the appearance here on the show today. Today, Liberty Union Bar and Grill is part of the 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Uh, this week, our buddy Brent Porsche is going to be there on location 7 to 9 p.m. on Thursday. So we'll have some giveaways in conjunction with that. It's Wednesday, so we have a secret text word. Today we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to the Philly Burger Brawl. this weekend coming up on Sunday. New location, the Navy Yard. And that is ready to go. So you can text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in with that word designated. Caller gets the tickets and we'll grab a random texture. So a couple of different ways to win and only one thing that you have to do. That's text the word SECRET to 39333. And we also have an announcement about a very cool thing coming up, a contest announcement. Yeah. We'll get to that around the Bizarre File Time 8-ish time this morning, so you'll want to get the details of that. Also, we have our party next Thursday. It's a week from tomorrow, and it'll be at Harris. And it is the presidency sorority parties, eight to eight a pie. Kathy's bitch box part three. That's right, you get this box full of goodies that Kathy has handpicked herself. Sure to be a collector's item. We also have a fashion show that evening as well, and we are headed to Harris, Philadelphia. It's where we had the last one. It was perfect, and we're excited to be there once again next Thursday. From 6 to 8 p.m., we'll go ahead and take three callers right now. Ladies, 21 and over, you're invited. If you call right now and are one of our first three, 215-263-WMMR, we will put you on that list. So we're excited for that event. We'll get some of the details on what you can expect and the sponsors involved with the Bitch Box Party and more through the course of the morning. So we have these things and even more. I haven't even touched on everything. There's almost too much. In There's fact- more coming up. We might be violating a few codes of radio. It's possible. Yeah. So let's take a break, come back in a second, give some more stuff away, talk about the slebs and what they're up to, and just kind of ease into this Wednesday morning. We'll be
6: right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show
1: podcast. All right. This morning, the stupid question prize is a pair of tickets in a suite at the one hundredth race at Dover International Speedway. That's coming up on October sixth. So I'm going to ask a question about Rodin, uh, August- the artist of the large bird. Rodin. Okay. No, the 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 artist. Okay. Uh, the Rodin Museum here in Philadelphia. Yes. So the question that I have for you is about the thinker, which you see right out in front of the museum. The sculpture was originally intended to be part of a larger sculpture called what? 263 WMMR. Have you been to the Rhode Museum? Museum? Have yeah. yes. I went there. Um, I mean, it was last year. I went. Uh, I was in the city and had some time and went by there. It's free, by the way. If you you or it's a, uh, a recommended donation if you want to. Oh, I think it's
3: it. it's awesome. It's awesome yeah. that we have it here. I have yeah. to
1: admit that when I first went, I was halfway through
3: um, looking for Godzilla. Yeah. Never, and then I realized.
1: Oh, that Rodin. No, the yeah. other the other Rodin. Uh, but it's pretty amazing. He's an incredible uh, artist. So let's see if you know the answer to that. What was the uh, the part that, that was uh, intended to be a part of the mm. thinker? I think it was actually, it's, it is a part of it, but he made it into a larger sculpture as well. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. Birthdays today. While we are waiting for your call, Wednesday, September 11th, we will start with the band Coldplay, the guitarist Johnny Buckland. We were just talking about them. What were we talking about them for? I don't know. You're looking directly at Casey. K- so. Well,
3: Casey and uh, Nick, both had invoked Coldplay. There's something profound. So profound, I can't remember. It wasn't uh, Listening in the Dark, was it?
4: No, no. No,
2: it, no, no. it was. I know what it was. Um, it was when we talked about uh, the iconic rock stars that will oh. soon be gone. Okay, oh, yeah. there we go.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Very good, Kath. Well, you remembered something on the show, you Kath. we go.
2: <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Johnny, like two
7: days ago, <laughs>
1: Johnny Buckland is 42 years old today. Another great musician who's uh, headed more towards the world of acting in the past several years is Harry Connick Jr. Yeah, uh, he is uh, 52 years old today. I love him. Eh, I do too. I always have. Does yeah. he has Still have that show? No, 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 no. No, I of course. I I, no
3: one expected that to last. <laughs> no, it was. I, I mean, I didn't. It was a nice show, but Do
1: shows even last more. So you know, Kelly Clarkson just started this new show, yeah. and I, I saw the tease for it. It looks fun and bright and everything. And I'm like, well, I'll give it a year, and, and, and it'll be gone probably. Ellen was the last one that I remember that that we're like okay, let's see where this goes and boom. Well, and that's took,
2: not a problem, but the she's whole. so good. No, you know yeah, what I mean? Everyone's going to turn to her to watch.
5: It's also the time slot that you're getting, right? So like Time Al- slot is
3: very important.
5: Ellen's at 3, uh, what Oprah was at what, 4? Four? 4. Yeah. You know, Oprah was at 4. April. Uh I don't know what time Harry or Kelly Clarkson Did uh,
1: Ellen start at 3? Uh, I think so. Oh, I don't yeah. remember.
3: Yeah.
2: I think she was always at 3 because I think when Oprah left, they put uh, local news went on at 4. They didn't always do a 4 o'clock.
1: Okay. Uh, But anyhow, Harry Connick Jr., very, very, very talented musician. Not only a great crooner, beautiful voice, but the guy can play piano like nobody's business. He's 52 years old today. Taraji P Henson, yeah, I have a Taraji thing. She's yeah. great. I love her. Uh, she is uh, celebrating her 49th birthday today. I didn't, and I didn't even watch Empire. I never saw any of it.
3: That's really where I kind of became uh, quickly aware of her. I really enjoyed that first season, but there's a perfect example of a show that just didn't make the right choices for the second season, right? And it just, not, it just went away. But she was, she was the main dynamic. She was the Alexis of that first season of Empire. Of yeah. Empire, and yeah. it just great.
1: Uh so 49 today uh director Brian De Palma Yes, uh, seventy nine years old. Today. I just
3: watched a documentary on him. Yeah. Really,
1: fast. did you watch it? No,
3: you brought it up when Travolta was here. Yeah,
4: because he directed uh, Travolta in Blowout, right? B- Blowout, yeah, yeah. Which, is,
3: which is a remake of Blow Up, uh, which was filmed right here, and Blowout it was uh, recorded, uh, filmed right here in, in Philadelphia. But what um, is it about?
5: Because Blowout is a, a thing that women do at the hair salon. No, no, it's
3: about a, a murder. It's <laughs> as with the first a movie, a, a murder that takes place, and he is a he is a sound uh, technician on a film. Okay. And and the audio of the
1: murder is
3: recorded.
1: Okay. Yeah, the super sensitive microphone, right. and it picks up. You can hear someone being murdered, and it's all about trying to track down. Exactly. And it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, think,
4: uh, I think Dave Roberts from 6ABC is at the beginning of that movie as well. Okay. All right. He's playing
1: young Travolta. No, wow. In school. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Brian De Palma is also responsible for great movies like Carrie and Scarface and The Untouchables, the first Mission Impossible movie. Do you remember the first time you saw The Untouchables? Yeah.
3: Such a good movie. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just fantastic.
1: Yep. He's 79 today. Uh, Virginia Madsen uh, yeah. is 58. She had a, a big comeback with the movie Sideways that kind of came out She's of nowhere. really good in that. Yeah, she is really great in and that. And I
3: think that I keep bringing up every time her birthday rolls around, but if you want to see her naked a lot, I think the movie's called The Hot Spot. Really? It's sort of like a southern, steamy southern Ooh. murder mystery with okay. Don Johnson and Jennifer Connelly Preston, who's also naked uh, throughout most oh of the
1: movie. Oh my God, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Possibly. I'm on I'm on board. Does she get naked in uh, Candyman? Because that movie No, but Candyman is
3: is a great <laughs> horror movie. Yeah, it a is a great horror movie.
1: Uh she was also she's also the sister of Michael Madsen, the other yes. actor she's 40. Thank God they don't look alike. Fifty eight mm. today. Amy Madigan, uh Field of Dreams, Uncle Buck, Carnival. Uh, actually a whole bunch of movies and uh, throughout the year. She's sixty nine today. In one of my favorite movies of all time, Places in the Heart. Mm-hmm. And then the last birthday I saw, elect- uh, actress Elizabeth Daly, and she was Dottie in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. We had her in the uh, in the studio. Yeah. Oh,
5: um,
3: but what does she go by? Not- E-G. E-G. E.G. Daly. Yeah, yeah. E.G. Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's oh, right. Man. I
1: forgot about that. <laughs> she was fun, um, man. She was really fun. Boy, has she had a whole lot of facial work done on her. I'm looking at a, at a fairly current picture of her, and... She's fifty-eight years old today, but she does not look anything no. like the person wow. she was. You, you would was. never recognize her. Person. I always thought she was super cute. Yeah, no, yeah, she was in that movie Valley Girl. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Better Off Dead as well. Yep, yeah, she was in Better Off Dead. She was in a, one of my favorite uh, niche movies, Steve, that I know you like as well, Fandango. Oh yeah, with uh, oh, yeah. with Kevin Costner, yeah. she has a small role in that movie too. Uh, but uh, E.G. Daly, yeah, she's uh, 58 years old today. Right, hey, well, uh, it's
5: also my go. brother-in-law Dave's birthday today. Dave,
3: Dave. Dave, and you don't have the clip ready? <laughs>
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> One more time, please. Dave, <laughs> now, now play butthole. Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, you Dave. know what? Not, I don't know if we have that on a on a hotkey. Oh my not god. Yet. Not which yet. You, which means it's it's <laughs> readily available at any given moment. But this is for Dave and his birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Dave! <laughs> 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 <Game. laughs> that, could, that could be a new shard out. That could be a <laughs> It has to do with the bud. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a Dave butthole? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, anyway, you know what? And we should, should I do this now, do you think, in the birthdays? Because it was a birth. It's not necessarily today. Yeah, you know what? Why not? All Why right, not? a good friend of ours, former intern and a fellow co worker. He is a producer of the John DeBella uh, morning show, Steve Vassalotti. His wife, Kristen. They had a baby yesterday. Oh, that's sensational. It's their second baby, and his name is Jack. So God, Jack what's Oh, yes, there's Jack. He uh, once was.
2: You. Naked in my gym with <laughs> another intern doing bicycles. Yeah. Chin strap.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was Chin strap and Steve. We t- we had them spend an entire morning naked in a gym locker room and they- we kept checking back on <laughs> with them. It was hilarious. I we had them playing play- like Connect Four. Yeah,
3: I
2: think it like Connect so, Four and Checkers. Because the
1: mindset was that they, there are some people who just hang out in the locker
3: room naked. They just linger. <laughs> just linger naked. So we wanted to see how long two dudes could hang in there
1: but naked. But the best was when they both laid on their <laughs> backs. <laughs> With their feet touching, uh, you know, (laughs) opposite. They were laying opposite each other, and they were doing bicycles. I I didn't, I never saw it. (laughs) No. But just the actual, the the visual in my mind at that time was just, I was dying. Uh It was hilarious. Uh So, so, so young Jack. You got, a lot of, you got big shoes to fill in your dad, Steve Vassilotti. So congratulations to Steve and Krista. That's wonderful news. Thank you. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, the Rodan Museum is here in Philadelphia. And at the museum, you will find the thinker that is actually intended to be part. It was intended to be part of a larger sculpture. And what is that larger sculpture called? Hey, let's go to Shaggy. Is that our Shaggy? Shaggy? Is that Shaggy? Hey, Shaggy, you're on the air. Good morning
6: good morning everyone how you doing good buddy is this the shaggy we know uh yeah i believe it is it's
1: uh are you a teacher
6: that is the, uh, One and the same. Saw so you guys. It, hey. It, it, there it, you oh, go, man. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Right. I saw him at the uh, the belly flap. I was like, Scooby. He's like, no. <laughs> it's, shaggy. it's
6: Shaggy. I was like, Scooby. <laughs> Crap.
5: He had a 50-50 th- so chance. <laughs> Velma. <The villain>. Velma. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. I still love you, Casey. It's all good,
6: brother. All right. Well, Freddie, what's the answer here? Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what sculpture was it originally supposed to be part of?
6: Uh, the Gates of Hell. That is correct, yes.
3: <laughs> Hang on a second, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Does it mention what other pieces were to be included? Uh, well, The Gates of Hell, it is low it's it's just really they have it. It's right yeah. there in the front of the museum. It's outside. And there are there are hundreds of characters in this larger work called The Gates of Hell and it's from Dante's Inferno. Right.
3: And and does it have Abandon all hope ye
1: who enter here? Does you know what? It might. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Um I'll look that up for you yes, in a minute. Yeah. But it's it's really cool. But The Thinker uh, it's it's a smaller size in the uh, the original work in the, in the Gates of Hell. But they, it's right there. It's in Philadelphia. Very cool. Right, Very cool. Right there on the parkway if you want to see it. Go check it out. It's a masterpiece. So for Shaggy, we have a pair of sweet tickets for the 100th race at Dover International Speedway on October 6th. And it helps celebrate 50 years of Dover International Speedway tickets and info at DoverSpeedway.com.
4: Very close, Steve. Abandon every hope who enter here. But it's written right over the, uh, the gates. There you go. There you go. Nic- nicely done.
1: So Kim Kardashian appeared on NBC's Today show Tuesday and opened up about pursuing treatment after her antibodies tested positive for lupus. And that revelation was made on Sunday's premiere of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I had heard nothing about this, even intimated, prior to this. Uh, While she didn't spill the details, she did give the host, uh, Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, a picture of the mental anguish that she went through. And I have to admit that this entire quote from Kim... She doesn't say the word like once. I was pretty impressed. I think law school is paying off. Or does that lead you to believe that a lot of that is an affectation when she goes into that mode? I don't know. So she said, I did find out. We're going to talk about it next Sunday. But I was able to find an amazing doctor, Dr. Wallace. And we figured out what the problem is. And I unfortunately had to be put on medication to stop the symptoms. I tried everything natural for the longest time. And we chose the best route for me. And luckily, right now, everything is under control. But autoimmune issues are really scary. When you get a diagnosis, and I didn't realize that I would be that I would be one of these people, uh, but before I knew what what, what it was, uh, when it was really up in the air, you get your head, you get it in your head, and you think of every worst possibility of what's going to happen and how you're going to live your life. Uh, You really get into this little depression for a minute. And I got myself out of it, but it was really scary to get myself through that.
3: I uh, rented an apartment one, uh, well, not one time, for quite a while, actually a couple of years, from uh, the landlord uh, and his uh, wife. She had lupus. And uh, it, to me, Preston, it's it sort of she, she dealt with it. And it sort of reminded me of when people have um, Lyme disease. Mm.
1: Yeah, my you, sister has lupus.
3: Okay, yeah. yeah. Is, would, would you say that's fairly yeah, accurate? Yeah, it's uh, It's inflammation yeah, problems. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's, there, there are a whole lot of things that fall under that umbrella that you can have problems well, with.
3: Well,
5: autoimmune things. Vitiligo, uh, which I have, is autoimmune. Well, I was going to say, press you have um, psoriasis. Psoriasis, that's yep. autoimmune. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm. is that like, I guess it's hereditary? That's to do with your car.
1: Uh, no, no uh, think. no, it's, uh, yeah, it can be hereditary. I th- yeah. It definitely runs in my family. Uh, Crohn's disease, which my daughter has falls under autoimmune. There's a lot of things.
3: I'm the lucky one. I'm the only one in my family that has an autoimmune disease. Uh.
1: Well, on Sunday's show, Kim revealed that her joints were hurting and even her bones. She said, lately, my wrists are starting to hurt again. It's definitely a different feeling. Uh, And she said, I feel feel it in my bones. It's starting to really worry me, and I really have to look into this.
2: By Hmm. the way, it doesn't even look like them. They don't have makeup on in this clip, and uh, it it doesn't. I actually had to watch it a couple times to realize it was them. Really? Her and one of the other sisters.
1: Wow. Uh, There's no cure for lupus, but there are treatments available to treat symptoms. Uh, And Kim is having a busy week. She's in the middle of law school and just launched her shapewear line as well. Now, we'll stay in the family because Kylie Jenner is bearing all for Playboy. Oh, my gosh. She's showing everything, even Beaver? No. (laughs) Of course not. It's another one of those stories. Where they're
3: turning sideways. Yeah. There's there's a hat over the ass.
1: And here's the deal. Travis Scott is in the shoot as well. I I don't. What's the point? It's a boner killer. Yeah. Uh, so Kim posed, by the way, nude in 2007. Was she full on naked? I mean, I don't remember that. I'm more inclined, I'm more inclined to think she was more naked, but not fully. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, Travis Scott is in this shoot. She revealed that the first photo of them embracing in the buff on Instagram, or she did reveal it, and, uh. Oh, this ass is fake. Name dropped both of their hometowns in the caption. Uh, she wrote, when Houston meets L.A., uh most of her nudity is concealed by Travis, though her rear is on display. The only clothing that she's wearing is a cowboy hat. Travis is uh wearing a pair of jeans and sesterize his shirtless look with a diamond necklace and watch.
5: Okay, is is this
1: the only picture? Do we actually get I don't to know. see like a little bit of nipple? This looks like an Instagram shot. Yeah. The pair are featured as part of, yeah, I mean, look at the the shading is too much. They would never put that in Playboy. Uh the pair are featured as part of the Mag's pleasure issue. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, Playboys had been attempting to remake itself and even ban nudity for a while, but that was overturned. It's ten ways to have pleasure with a billion dollars, Preston. Uh, meanwhile, in much less glossy news, the Prowler, a Prowler had invaded Kylie's property on Monday Ooh. and then moved on to Kim and Kanye's home, TMZ reports. Only hitting the K's. Uh, the perp was reportedly busted on camera looking for a hidden key, but police recalled no arrests had been made uh, yet, per reports. Actually, I have a, I have a story of another uh, interesting break in a New Jersey man was charged with uh, who was charged with uh, breaking into Taylor Swift's Rhode Island home uh, has been arrested again. This time he was accused of doing donuts in a vehicle at Trump <laughs> National Golf Course in New Jersey. What the hell? Yeah, on the course. The, on yeah, yeah. The it was damaged. In fact, uh, this was on the third, and again on Sunday, and it caused about nineteen thousand dollars worth Jeez. of damage. Richard J. McEwen of Milford, New Jersey, was arrested and has been charged with third-degree criminal mischief. What I did for the summer. He was released pending a future court date. Uh, The police department was called September 3rd because of the damage on the course, and officers were told that around 5.30 p.m., a worker saw someone in a vehicle doing donuts on the 11th hole while playing loud music. Police were called again just before 3.40 p.m. on Sunday, and a witness said a blue Ford sedan was tearing up the green on the 13th oh hole. God. That would stand out if you were playing golf out on the field,
3: right? If, a, if a, like a car came screaming over the greens. You might notice it. Yeah, yeah.
1: A partial license plate of the vehicle was obtained. Now, investigators did identify the vehicle as a 2006 Ford Focus belonging to McEwen, and he was arrested at his home without incident. Uh, In late August, he was arrested in Westerly, Rhode Island, inside a home belonging to Taylor Swift and was charged with breaking, entering, and willful trespassing. Uh, in the break-in at Swift's home, McEwen took off his shoes and looked inside for the pop singer, but no one was home. Do we when... believe
3: he's a straight-up Taylor Swift stalker or just breaks into celebrity homes?
1: I don't know. When he was asked why he had taken off his shoes, uh, he said because it was polite.
3: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> he's right. Does he consider
1: the donuts on the golf course polite? I. They, they didn't ask oh. him. Uh, the police chief said in that report that McEwen drove from New Jersey to Rhode Island that day and broke a glass door to get inside. Uh, Westerly is in the southeastern part of the state. Uh, he was released on $5,000 bail after that incident. Well, so, wouldn't you
3: imagine that Taylor Swift would have pretty good security at the house to keep
1: people? I don't like, think anybody was there. there. Huh. Yeah, I don't think anyone was home at all. So you can, you can get in if you want to. Yeah. You'll you, you get busted if you hang out too long. Sarah Jessica Parker is returning to Broadway with her husband, Matthew Broderick. Yeah! Uh, the pair will star in the first ever New York revival of Neil Simon's marriage comedy, The Plaza Suite. Oh, I heard they're doing Mr. Ed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. Uh, the Tony Award winning John Benjamin Hickey will direct. I've always loved Plaza Suite. And uh, the they first appeared together in 1995's Broadway stage hit, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying.
3: Class of Sweet is a collection of stories. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Parker wrote in a lengthy Instagram post announcing a production, I feel I've waited a lifetime, uh, noting that she'll get to work with an actor whom I get to love on stage and off.
3: Did, remember that? A while ago, it seemed as if they were splitting, and yeah. then that uh, they yeah. obviously reconciled. I'm, I'm, I'm happy
1: for them. Yes, you're doing okay.
3: Anybody else watch Divorce on HBO no. with her?
4: It's her and uh, Thomas Hayden Church. It's a really good show. especially if you've been through one.
1: I can imagine, yeah.
4: But it's really accurate, and she's great in it.
1: She's phenomenal. Speaking of going through divorces, Jennifer Aniston has done that before, but she feels like she's just getting her groove on at age 50. (gasps) Well, that's awesome. Isn't it great? (laughs) I love when people get their groove on at the age of 50. She said, I'm entertaining. Uh, No, she said, not entertaining. She says, I'm entering into what I feel is one of the most creatively fulfilling periods of my life. And what is that based on? In an interview with the New York Times, she said, seriously, I've been doing this for 30 years. She has. And I feel like it's just about to really bloom. Uh, She's also ready to get to the next place creatively. She said, it's taken time for me to get where I am. And I put a lot of work into my craft. Uh, She said, I've failed. I've succeeded. I've overcome. I've, you know, I've stayed around. She worked with a leprechaun. And I'm still here. That's right. That was in one of her first movies. Which was uh, called... um Leprechaun. Yeah, the first Leprechaun movie. That's correct. Uh, Bill Skarsgård from It Chapter 2 most recently has just revealed that he has a daughter, and apparently nobody knew about it. Uh, He spilled the beans on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, explaining that he and his girlfriend Alida Morberg welcomed a baby girl 11 months ago.
3: How do you not, how does that not end up? I don't know. How do they do it in this day and age with all these people looking over
1: their shoulder.
4: I don't know if anybody could get away with it though it seems like this guy could. Like yeah. he's kind of a weirdo and
1: maybe just didn't tell anybody. I don't know. Uh, this, looks like,
3: this picture looks like a prom
1: picture, but they have uh they got a baby girl. I know word on the on the the name or weight or or, Pennywise. If, it's, or if it's their first or I don't really know, but the, those are the details that I have so far. Uh Jerry Springer. Yeah. So his talk show ran for almost 4 1000 episodes 4000 uh but he has traded in his lie detector tests for a gavel on Monday Judge Jerry no way. launched yeah. across the country on NBC so a question i know he was a lawyer he was never actually a judge was he no he has a jd degree what's a jd degree justice uh justice league no, no, he's no, no, part no. of he's a member of the justice <laughs> league <laughs> I don't know journalism. No, no, no.
4: It's it's a, like juris. Um, it's two Latin words. It's a, a law degree. Juris degree. Okay. Juris degree. There
1: we go. Juris doctorate. What Kathy said. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from Northwestern and worked for two firms before transitioning to politics and TV. Uh, he tells Deadline that his decision to don judges robes on TV. He said, "I was getting ready to stop because we've been doing it for 27 years, and it was time for it to wind down." And then uh, NBC Universal uh, EVP and manager uh, Sean O'Boyle came into the office about a month before we stopped taping and said, I got an idea. You're a lawyer. Why don't we do Judge Jerry? And just like that. And it does roll off the tongue. Well, yeah, it sounds like
3: Judge Judy. Of course it does. Doesn't take a genius to figure that out.
1: He said, I can see from a television point of view why that makes sense. It's a daytime audience. It's conflict. It's my background, so I can see it. Are they allowing the
3: audience, because you can't do this, you have to remain quiet in a courtroom, but is the audience, are they launching into the Jerry stuff? I don't know. I mean, that's the, I don't know if the audience that's really uh, loves Jerry for his show would be comfortable with a more sedate judge type yeah. of Jerry.
1: Well, I guess it's the judge's discretion, right? Yeah, they're the guess, ones yeah. that can uh, that can make the rules if you're in contempt or not. So. Do you know anybody who's been
3: on any one of these, uh, these shows? Because they're all basically small claims shows, right? <laughs> no, but Amy
1: Schumer was in the audience one time <laughs> yes. on Judge Judy. Remember that? I think it that? was Judge Judy, yeah. I was like, is it? That... Why is Amy Sugar in the back? <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. She just yes. sat there and watched the whole thing.
5: <laughs> she was just a fan, she was in the area, wanted to sit in on one of those things.
1: Rock on? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh no, I've never I've never <laughs> I've never known anyone who's even been to small claims court before.
3: So I know in this case they're they they're basically there's a there's a pool of money and the, the decision however it breaks in other words they're not obliged to pay it, the show pays for it, the judgment is made and that's how it works. Yeah. But they agree to whatever the
1: legal decision is. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's the thing. You have to going into it, you, you have, have to agree yep. that person is gonna make the decision for us yep. and then you stick to it. And that's why <laughs> that's why they can do it. You know? <laughs> uh but it's interesting. Uh let me see here. Uh James Cameron. The director is dedicating his life to climate change, he tells Variety. Uh, the iconic director, who is married to Susie Amos Cameron, an environmental activist, uh, s- spends much of his time championing environmental causes both on and off screen. Was
3: she the actress from Titanic? Yep. Okay. That's I want to make her? sure. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Because he goes through them really fast. Uh he's in good company in Hollywood, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, (laughs) Julia
3: Louis.
1: Matt Damon! Wow, that was fast. Matt Damon. Julia Louis Dreyfus and uh are among the twenty-five climate activists at Variety highlighted in the most recent issue on climate activism. Uh the pair invest in the plant-based company called uh Verdient Foods and contribute to eco causes like global green and oceana. He uh also, plants eco-conscious themes into his films, and plans to continue to do that uh, in a bid to bring to the forefront the culture of conversation. He said uh, he also said that they focus on food over renewable energy and transportation because those causes already get a lot of attention, so All they're right. kind of headed in a different direction. He said we tried to find something that was less well understood and was a major level that could affect change. He said food is a good one; it's probably the second biggest one, well ahead of tra- is transportation. Uh, we all drive around in our Teslas and Priuses and think that we're doing a great job, but we really are, uh, but we're really, we're all, uh, assaging and what's that word? Assuaging. Assuaging. Thank you. Our liberal guilt and the reason, the real solution is (laughs) change the way you live, he says. Hey, Steve, do you know anything about this,
4: uh, live action TV
3: series, True Lies. I have heard just the basics about it. I don't know otherwise. He's, you an, know.
4: he's an executive producer on yeah. it. And uh, all I, I just looked up his IMDb and saw it on his uh, list of credits. Um, but uh, that, I don't know anything else about it either.
1: So it's going to be a TV series, True Life. That could yeah. be interesting. The... It was just on over the weekend. I still love that movie. It, it
3: really, there's a lot of times you think it's a collection of really good moments as yeah. a linear movie. It's, but it just works. For yeah. some reason, it just works. A lot of it has to do with Cameron's such a competent director, and Schwarzenegger is totally likable. And the fact of, of him being this button down, go to work, nine to five guy who turns out to be this spy.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, Tom Arnold's really good. The dynamic too. of him and Tom Arnold yeah, yeah, yeah. are great, and Jamie Lee Curtis is is wonderful. It's one of my favorite Bill Paxton roles, too. Yeah, oh, he's sick. <laughs> sure what a
7: weaselly <laughs> little I bastard. i got a little
0: D. pathetic. I
1: love that line. Uh, oh, my God. He's dead, Bill I know, Paxton. Man. I know. It just I know. sucks. Every now and then, that dawns on me, too. I was watching, actually, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. We were just talking about that. He yes. plays the, the, kind of the, the DI, the drill instructor, in the beginning. And and I'm like, damn it, that guy's dead. that's Too early. Too early. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, a couple other quick things, and we'll move on to the clips, which I think I just threw away by What happened? Does that make uh, it? That was, that was an accident. Oh, trash you... clips? Oh. Or wait a minute. No, they're no, right here. it is. I got, it's I got. time for trash clips. <laughs> <laughs> I just pull something randomly yeah, 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 out of the yeah. trash and read it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should do that. <laughs> yes, we should. Well, well, okay. No, we'll we'll address this later. All right. Uh, Muppets live another day. Ooh. a Muppets TV show being developed by Disney Plus. Casey, okay, uh, is dead on arrival, according to reports. Oh, yeah, they—they're a lie. Yeah. Uh, show creators Adam Horowitz, uh, Eddie Kitsis, and Josh Gad. Oh. It's uh, pretty good. Is that a Beastie Boy, Adam Horowitz? No, Josh... <laughs> no, but Josh Gad... You know Josh Gad. Yeah, I know who Josh Gad yeah. is, but Adam Horowitz. No, could it be? He's a comedy no, 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 writer.
3: Horowitz.
1: I don't know if it's the same one or not. Uh, I think oh, that's be. Horowitz, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. This is try Horowitz with uh, a W. Oh. Sorry about that. Probably a different guy. Yeah. My anyway. Is, yeah. Forget this part. <laughs> uh, so they reportedly quit the project. Um... <laughs> which was billed as a scripted show that followed 1984's Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, the series is separate from the previously announced short-form show Muppets Now, which set debut in 2020, so is there
5: will be some Muppets okay. coming up. I, I quote Muppets Take Manhattan, I think, entirely too often for a 44-year-old man. <laughs> Not for me, man. <laughs> no. I love it.
3: Well, you know what? It's better, I think, in, in short, like in, in movies and specials. Yeah. I don't know if the uh, yeah. long-run series is... They tried it. They tried it, is, and,
5: and they tried to make it more adult. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, on like Sunday night, they were trying to do it on ABC, yeah. which I was fine with. I, I but I didn't even watch it. and I'm a I'm a Muppets fan. Yeah.
1: Um. Is that is uh, Take Manhattan? Is that uh, People's of People's? That is, yeah. Peoples, is People's
5: People's. <sighs> okay. It's one where Kermit gets uh, amnesia. Yes. And then he starts working for an ad firm okay. <laughs> with Gil and Phil. And- but he, and Jill, he, he keeps writing know.
3: things down on his arms to remember them.
1: No, uh, that's memento. memento. Oh, I'm sorry.
5: He tattoos <laughs> that on his arms. The guy Pierce
1: has nothing to do with the me- Muppet. <laughs> Every all. day his memory resets, so he needs <laughs> to look at the tattoos. I think I, I, think Brent- I killed someone. Reminding him as a Muppet. <laughs> I don't know. I think I killed someone. Anyhow, they're not going to, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, and then the last bit of information I saw is Paramount is bringing back Face Off. Oh, the, the movie. Uh, we just talked to John Travolta himself about the movie Face Off. Via 22 Jump Street writer Orrin Uziel. And John Travolta and Nicolas Cage uh, starred in the original film uh, directed by John Woo, But I don't know who or what is going to be doing this. I just know that they're bringing it back, and that's it. And it's very
5: right. funny. It seems like if it's the 22
3: Jump Street.
1: Yeah, it they, sounds like it'll have a comedic edge. Yeah. yeah this maybe. actually,
3: the movie itself uh, had, was. Completely outlandish, at least at the time. Who the hell knows? Mm -hmm. But uh, what it was was a tour de force for Travolta to play Nicolas Cage,
1: basically. Yeah. And he did a great job. He did. He did. All right, we're ready for the clips. Uh, BH90210. Yeah! Is following the made-up lives of the original cast 19 years after the show's debut. In this clip, Ryan Austin Green reflects... On what it's been like reconnecting with the cast.
6: We still have the the history of that experience, but we now have more in common. It's kind of nice to sit with people and have a real connection aside from, like, the connection of what was the show.
1: Shut the f- <laughs> up! Uh, the season finale of BH90210 is 9 o'clock tonight on Fox. If you watch every episode? I have watched
3: every episode and I have
1: to say it stinks. <laughs> still? Um, it's all right.
7: It's not good.
1: Season finale though, is it four episodes? Six. Steve, oh does it smell like a?
3: <laughs> like you're getting close to it. There are okay. moments I've enjoyed, I have to say, and there uh, it's and then it's just there are butt-hole, just, moments. butthole moments. It's probably the series finale, right? I mean, it's, I
4: don't
1: think it's going to come back. It's
4: doing
3: well for Fox. Is it? it really is. Oh man,
1: yeah, I don't know. They're going to show Jenny Garth's... <laughs> no. Try and get some ratings, but hope Solo will be on. Press. <laughs> so. Let's do the let's do the next clip. Pearson centers on Jessica, a powerhouse lawyer navigating the dirty world of <laughs> Chicago politics. What?
5: I just, when I hear this, I'm
1: like, oh my God, this is so lame. <laughs> okay. It's like
5: the elevator pitch. Hey, I got a great idea for you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, here, Bethany Joy Lenz discusses the complicated relationship between the two attorneys.
8: She's juggling all these balls. She's wrestling with ethics, and she's wrestling with being a, a young, strong woman in the workplace. And then here comes this other powerhouse woman, and Carrie can't fire Jessica, and she can't rein her in. And so she's really having to learn how to work with another woman. I
9: don't. I don't
1: wanna, I don't think I want to see it. Uh Right. A new episode of Pearson uh, premieres tonight at 10 o'clock. A new episode? Yeah, that's on USA, by the now way. Now I have to do all this catching up. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. She's a no-nonsense lawyer. She really speaks Lose her canon. mind. Lose yeah. Cannon, yeah. yeah.
3: She's trying to break through that glass ceiling in a world she didn't create. Shoots, at the, shoots from the hip. Shoots <laughs> from the hip, straight talker. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a winner. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in the camera oh. for this morning. We have a lot going on. We have a uh, an announcement about a contest coming up. We're going to get to that. Uh, as close to 8 o'clock as we can make it happen. It's a big one. Uh, so, you know what? We're going on Fox Good Day, so we'll do it after that. How All right. Because we usually go on there at like 7.57, so yeah. it's perfect around 8 o'clock. We'll reveal the details on that. We have a secret text word as well. A chance for you to win some tickets to the Burger Brawl. The Philly yeah. Burger Brawl. The Philly Burger Brawl is this Sunday. It's in a new location, the Navy Yard. you got to get to this event.
3: When I tell you, President, I have people coming from family members from out of state to attend the Burger Brawl. It is a fact. Like 10 people. So we will give away
1: tickets. Text the word secret to 39333. We're going to send a word to you later on. we will ask you to call them at that. And then uh, we'll give a pair away just randomly choosing. Um, The weather's looking good. Partly cloudy in 87 on Sunday. Good summer day. So should be perfect for that event. Uh, So that's in the secret text word. Uh, We also, do you want me to give this away? Yeah. You were gesturing. All right. We have a lot of things to give away. Great prize, actually. One of these I'm uh, going to give away to caller number 15 is an Eagles prize pack from ShopRunner. Uh, it includes Carson Wentz Eagles jersey, oh, yeah. Shirt. Oh, jersey. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> it's like a shirt jersey. Yes. Oh, <laughs> jersey. Uh, Eagles hoodie, a twenty-two ounce Eagles stainless steel tumbler, and an Eagles trucker hat, uh, plus a year-long membership to ShopRunner. That's pretty cool. So call our fifteen two one five two six three WMMR. By the way, ShopRunner is an e-commerce network that offers its members free two-day shipping and returns across one hundred plus retailers. MMR listeners can sign up for free. For a one-year membership, by the way, if you do this now, shoprunner.com slash WMMR. So let's take care of you. We have these things and a bunch more. I'm just, just absolutely hitting a tiny bit of the information of which I have to pass along through the course of the morning. So we'll get to more of it when we return. Stay with us.
9: Philly Burger Brawl is back. Who will be crowned best burger in the city? You decide. Mm -hmm. This is a tasty burger. Sample some amazingly creative and tasty burgers from over 50 area restaurants. Join us this Sunday at the Navy Yard Parade Grounds for three hours of burger bliss. Each ticket gets you a free beverage and on-site experiences with fun vendors. VIP tickets get you an extra hour and unlimited beverages in the VIP lounge. Proceeds benefit literacy programs through technology in underserved neighborhoods of the Philadelphia School District. Tickets are on sale now. Complete details at WMMR.com.
1: Zoropa. Zoropa. <laughs> yeah, came right after Zoo Station, though, yep. by the way, because those are two separate words, huh. and Zoropa was one word, so that was the last song of the A to Z. Guess they didn't want to play Zizik's
5: Road by Stone Sour, <sighs> which is the very, very last song that we have in our
1: catalog guess so
5: yeah it's not not that that great of a song (laughs) all
1: right well uh anyhow hey i got this email i wanted to pass along real quick uh this was from yesterday it says um uh the the subject line was uh first day listening Hmm. to i guess our radio show and it says when did they start letting children run the radio station (laughs) i thought it was going to be a complaint yeah and it says i laughed so hard my left hand hurt as i kept slapping my knee i was driving and crying P.S. How can I download the butthole ringtone? So, <laughs> I got back in touch with this person, and I thanked him, of course, but uh, it's Bobby is his name. But uh, I pointed him in the direction of Preston If you'd like to get this, to announce to the world that you have a new message, uh, you can do that.
3: Listen, I think that's a terrific way it certainly it'll cut through any room noise, yeah, little
1: icebreaker too Maybe absolutely somebody you don't you've never met before is right next to you, so uh, I also got this. I only showed this to Nick. I got this uh email yesterday, and it is so aptly written <laughs> it is ridiculous uh it's a it's a uh it's an email from our good friend Jose Lucero. Oh! whoa yeah, hey. yeah, out of nowhere no way. and so for those of you who have listened to the the show for many, many years, Jose was our um, uh, maintenance guy at our old building in, in Y100. The most upbeat person I've ever met in my life. He's the first voice you hear on our yeah. show every morning when he says, hello, everybody. <laughs> uh-huh. And this is him doing the Eagles chant. <laughs> oh, no, it's
5: not. Wow,
1: he because sounds that's like many him. people. Yeah, that pisses so like, me off. How does he make his voice do that? Anyway, so he wrote, listen to this. This is the the entire email that I get from Jose. He says, Hi, Preston, it's Jose. Just want to say hello. Here's my cell number. Give me a call. I want to say hi. Oh,
7: <laughs>
3: you call him? Yeah. Let's, so call him Let's call him. Not yet, but. He works 54 jobs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, <laughs> for somebody, we have a picture of you with a cardboard cutout of Jose behind you up on the screen. Oh, right yeah. A G E S E. That's Jose. But, and we always, you know, would love to have him come over. We did so many things with him.
1: Oh my God, Squirrelito! Squirrelito! Made him dress as a uh, as a flying squirrel when it was really, really windy out one day to see if he would fly.
3: Because <laughs> he's like five feet tall.
5: Honestly, Believe it or small. not. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to fly away. I, uh, I really, did. I, I, I tethered him to something. I at least
3: thought he was going to fly across the parking lot because we had a huge <laughs> a tarp like a like a hang like almost like yeah. we designed and based it on a flying squirrel's you know uh-huh. the membrane that keeps them aloft. But we didn't do all that much research. But on that it.
1: that yeah. email was just so short and just yeah. very much like Jose. That's it. That's the way he so talks. We'll get in touch with him soon. But I, I don't want to do it now because I got stuff to clean out of my junk. Ooh. drawer Ooh. if you don't mind i'd like to dig All around right. and uh casey's excited find some stories to uh rifle through here let me dig in that's uh, the sound of someone digging into a junk drawer it is yeah. and every now and then there's a mouse trap in there mm-hmm. that i get hit with that was a bill weston, that was joke. A bill weston. yeah <laughs> uh the wells fargo center as part of its 265 million dollar renovation initiative gang that's you know it's quarter of a billion dollars plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unveiled two signature projects yesterday, including the first ever Kinetic 4K center-hung scoreboard. I had seen pictures of this when they were assembling it and getting it ready to go. It is now up and running. It's massive. It is. It could be the biggest in the country, <laughs> I, I think. I think it is. Yeah, I, at amazing. least they were trying well, to
4: hash out. Non-football.
1: It's a, the, the right, one indoor, in, arena. Yeah, indoor arena. Yeah. The yeah. Dallas
4: one, the Cowboys one is bigger. And we're going to have a special guest in tomorrow, Preston, and I believe you're going to help translate some of the uh, specifics on the new renovations. He's, he's going to come in and oh. squeak some things at you, and you're going to translate and say... Jose? Oh, oh, okay,
7: Jose,
4: no, no. Jose? oh,
5: yay! I love that. W-M-M-R is the rock, guys, of everybody.
1: That's Jose, yes. Yeah. Uh, so the entire system weighs 90,000 pounds, features a grand total of 6,601 square feet, of 4k led video technology it has 50 percent more screen real estate than the old center hung model that was uh, so it's it's 50 percent bigger that's wow. huge man yeah
5: i'm excited for this i am a season ticket holder for the sixers so i will uh, be at many many games and I'm up top, right? So like I'm in the, like the 200 level, so I'm probably going to be like right at like eye level with this thing. The only problem with these is sometimes when the screen is so good, you end up watching that the screen, instead, yeah. in, instead of the actual game that's going on. I ran into that problem with my, uh, my brother's tickets for the Eagles game because they're in the end zone. And so you're directly across from the screen. Uh, so it can be a little bit distracting.
1: Yep, so uh, other... Well, yeah, this would be great to
3: watch that new Kelly Clarkson show on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the the scoreboard itself costs $15 million, but other things that go to support it, such as the projection, projection lighting and all the content used, brought the cost north of $200 million. Or not $200 million. North of twenty million dollars. Old project's two hundred sixty-five million. And Then they got to pay for cable. Oh, um, nice. and there are more than forty million pixels Jesus. in the complete entertainment system. It's very impressive. And this this is pretty cool. So, complementing the center hung display are two crows trussles, They call it designed to create multi directional movement. So. They, they call them, or, or it might be crown trussels. I've got it written two different ways, crow trussels and crown trussels. Each one is 65 feet long and 3 feet high and weighs roughly 12,000 pounds. So there are these other screens that kind of halo around this and they can move them up and down yeah. in and around the so it's got this movement to it which is pretty wild. It makes
3: looking. it sort of a like a piece of art because yeah. it's it's a uh, yeah, exactly that press and it gives it a 3D effect yeah. because oh. there's they can be separate images running on these bands or crow trusses or moose crowns. Crowns or yeah. uh, crown
1: seems to make crown more royal sense. or whatever the yeah. hell
3: it is oh. but anyway they're they're uh,
5: they're pretty amazing. I didn't notice that the actual cuz you know the, the, the they have this uh, these little scroll st- uh, screens that go up and down that's the crowns that we're talking about that, that, that's but, the move but, scrotum. but the, the the giant screen itself goes in and out uh
1: that it moves it closes or was that just the video watch this preston um okay, okay. <laughs> okay. your voice is okay <laughs> you sounded like a kid when you said oh no, he's right okay, Look, okay yeah happening. it does move yeah all right, so there's movement to it. Pretty crazy, man. This so- is
5: really awesome. I'm glad they're 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 doing this. I, I thought the screen that they had before was was fine and serviceable,
4: but there this- was a notion uh, a few years ago to maybe build a new arena. And uh, no. well, there, there was, and and because it's 20 plus years old. And they decided instead to invest in this one and, and you know, have uh, renovations, have expansions, have new video screens.
3: I think that's the wiser decision. Because new arenas, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it takes much time. Me... And besides, it had, it, what they were saying in the original assessment of it, Nick, is the, the phrase is it had good bones yeah. to begin with. Yeah. So you just improve on that. And new arenas are so ridiculously expensive that this one seems to be
4: just invest in what we got. Because yeah. it's a cool building. You get, there are no bad seats in the Wells Fargo And we have a
3: super cool TV set now.
4: Yeah. I, but speaking of the seats, I. I, if I have one complaint, uh, the, the
5: new seats that they're putting in, I, I think uh, I think it's a bad design. I think it's a really, really bad design. They have cup holders that are in the arms of the chairs, but the arms of the chairs are really short. We, and you have nowhere to put your arms because there's going to be cups in your. We were
3: discussing this because they yeah. brought over. They brought over one and gave us one. It's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, there there are, but with every one of these configurations, there's always a like a plus and a and a negative, mm-hmm. and uh, that would probably be the negative on that.
1: I don't know if this is indicative of all the new seats or not. The one they brought in, so we'll have to wait and see. In addition to another part of the renovation, renovation, renovation uh, that was unveiled was the Center City Club. Yeah. It's uh, 7,393 square feet. Uh, it's available for about 1,000 Sixers tickets holders. The Flyers said that they're making it available for 670 of their ticket holders. The starting ticket to get into the Center City Club, about $240 per game. Uh-huh. That's pretty economical. <laughs> Stop and think about that. For a family of six?
3: Yeah, right? Yeah. You're in and out of there for under 1500 bucks. Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, I thought that was a bit much, but they apparently It's pretty amazing though. You would uh you get uh an all-inclusive food and beverage option with that. Now, I don't know if that's it says it starts at 240. I don't know if you get that in conjunction with that 240 ticket price or Is that,
4: that the honey mustard sauce when
1: you get in? There? Uh they, they better. Is that where you the can um, bathe in it.
5: Is that where the uh Cadillac Club is? Is that where the the Center City Club is going to be? I don't
1: know. Okay. Uh, it doesn't say, so I don't know. Case.
5: Have you ever been
3: in the Cadillac Club?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm.
3: it's nice. Yeah,
1: this looks nicer. I
5: mean, picture picture wise, it looks nicer. It looks more loungy. Cadillac Club is really just kind of like a restaurant, it's like a steakhouse. Yeah,
3: if you you know, but you need these things. These are the amenities that that add to the experience. So, and a lot of these stadiums, in an effort to be competitive, have to have. Yeah. Have to have this stuff. We're going to have uh, tickets to the Flyers' home opener tomorrow. To oh,
1: nice.
4: Now, All right. so Which is less than a month away at this point.
1: Oh, right. my God. Then we'll move on to something else. Uh, let me dig back into the John since We're going to talk about some of that
3: tomorrow. Watch out for that mask, <laughs> try, Uh
1: Darth Vader, one of his helmets from arguably the best of the original Star Wars movies, is headed to auction. From Empire? Uh Uh-huh. An actual movie-worn piece of memorabilia that covered actor David Prowse's cranium in The Empire Strikes Back is going up for auction. Constructed almost entirely from fiberglass. The helmet is a bit worse for wear. It's dinged up uh, from having been worn during shooting. Uh, But that adds a bit of character to this legendary costume piece. And uh, with a legendary pedigree comes a high price. Do you hear the starting bit on this? No, I did not. $250,000. Two hundred and fifty thousand oh, dollars. Jesus, that's the starting price, and you know someone's going to pay that. Uh, they're going to pay more than that, yeah. most likely. It's it's uh, they're expecting the, the price to go it's up. It's pretty on that. badass. We're looking
3: at it right now.
1: Yeah, look really good in my office, Candace.
3: Yeah, I wonder.
1: <laughs> you know, I wonder how much better quality things like that are that come from the actual movie as opposed to the other ones. That A lot of times guess. they're less. I yeah, know. A lot
3: of times they're just like they 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 were uh, breaking down the actual construction of the original lightsaber on the first movie, uh, Chapter 4, Episode 1. And uh, basically like using, the, you know, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll grab that, we'll tape that to this, and that that's what they were. Yeah. Uh, and so once they realize, okay, this is going to make some money, we can put a little polish on it. Right, you know?
1: right, exactly. Sometimes uh, those, those things are not the best of quality. But if you want the actual pieces that are, you know, that appeared in the actual films uh then uh then you you know you'll pay that large money if it, you have it in your uh, resources i was watching a movie with david prouse
3: who was um about, uh he's still alive i believe 66667 you know and he was a uh, um a bodybuilder but and and um he appeared in a lot of hammer horror films and um he was shocked that they replaced his voice out for the movies yeah but i don't know why he would have because it's like uh, uh, David Prowse, yeah. Had, James Earl Jones has a little bit more presence, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe they bought this ship.
1: I was thinking about uh, reaching out to our friend uh, Michael Giacchino, to see if he was going to try and bid on this and buy this. He, he has, we went to his home. Yeah. he was the the um, uh, the composer uh, for a lot of amazing movies, and he had this collection of actual from the set movie memorabilia that would have blown your mind. How Damn. cool is that? Yeah. He
3: also had, he had built at the time you were there. You, you guys were saying he had built an Ark of the Covenant in his bar. It was
1: on. It was on order. Okay. While we were there, we didn't get to see it. But yeah, an actual scale model of not scale, uh, original size model of the uh, Ark of the Covenant that was going to be his bar. Yeah, that would open up. Yeah, with the booze <laughs> like, inside. You know, the the smoke would come out of it and everything. Jesus.
4: Was he going to get the Holy Grail as well from the movie from from uh, from the uh... Last Crusade? Oh, I don't remember. Because I, 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 he and I were talking about it at one point, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to open a bottle and." Into the holy yeah. grail. Yeah, why not? He chose of, wisely. Right, did
1: choose wisely. Uh, speaking of of toys and things like that, we'll move on. to Not something interested else. in the junk drawer. Ow! Did you hear that? That was a mouse trap. A present, mouse drive. just like Bill had foretold. Hmm. Uh toy manufacturer in Scranton. Uh, who makes the plastic army men that we've known for ages. The is little green plastic army men. I didn't know they were in Scranton. A staple. Now, w- w- is this the company that has made them throughout all these years? Uh, uh, maybe so. Yeah. I think so. They're going to include uh, Army Women, huh. uh, a new addition. Jeff M L, who owns BMC Toys in Scranton, says that the little green army men that we all know will never go out of style. He said, if you lose one, it's not the end of the world. Your mom is not going to kill you. Since the 1950s, no one's really broken the mold on the beloved toy. Uh, BMC is one of the only producers of the toy left in the U.S. Uh, Mel says a few hundred thousand soldiers march out of this small factory on Penn Avenue each year. Uh, And he says that he's received requests for female figurines for years. And he got uh, letters from a retired female Navy sailor and a six-year-old girl asking for representation that gave him the confidence and proof of concept to draw up some plans. And uh, they he said, when you're talking about modern combat soldiers, they've got a lot of heavy protective gear. You shrink that down to two inches, getting kind of hard to tell gender at that point. And so I went another route where we kind of expanded to expanded the pop culture universe of plastic army men to include women as well.
3: I'll say uh, this about this line. uh, It's a little bit more detailed than the ones you used to get. Yeah, the normal ones. Yeah. They were that you could tell what they were doing, but they were a little bit more. Um, I think this amorphous. is amorphous. I yeah.
2: think this is just a picture because Jace loves them, and we have like a gazillion of them. And at least the ones that that we've gotten are not as detailed. As I mean, detailed? No. Did
4: you guys have metal ones when you were kids? Yes. No, I didn't. That's my dad had as well, and he, and he kept them, uh, kept them, and like brought them, you know, to
1: our childhood when we were younger. No, I just had, I had the old plastic ones, and you could do whatever you wanted to. If you're, you know, every yeah. now and then light them on fire, <laughs> melt them away, they, they, they would were burn awesome forever. You yeah. could burn them and do the whole
3: damn deal. Yeah. Uh, there was a rich family that lived in our neighborhood down at the end of the block, and they just had dwarfs
1: dress, dress up with oh, the kids in awesome army and fun. It was just great. Uh, but no, we used to we used to have full scale battles. Oh with, my with God. Friends, you'd Good. set up huge amounts of them all over the room. And then, of course, you you know pretend to be one guy and, and uh, you know like point his gun at another one, pew, make a little noise, and then go over and knock him over, right? Or you know you start throwing things at them and just take out, wipe out entire battalions. Rubber bands use BB guns. Rubber bands are good BB guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And then on the larger ones, when the GI
3: Joes were really big, yeah. you remember the, 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 when GI Joes first came out, we would uh, pan fry BBs and uh, shoot them, and they would stick into the. Uh, into the GI Joes, yeah. crazy, crazy stuff. But these toys, you get a bag of like what, fifty,
1: 100? 100 easy, yeah, yeah. And you'd have uh, there were all, you know all kinds of different uh, positions they were in. You had the radio guy, you First, had the guy that set that uh, that was prone with the tripod. One of my and favorites, the bazooka. The bazooka was pretty awesome. So, uh, but they're gonna make um, female uh, soldiers now. So I assume that will be pretty
3: cool. They'll be carrying more
1: modern weaponry, right? Don't know. Yeah, not really sure. All right, uh, what else we got here? Uh, This was from a couple of days ago, but, Steve, I thought I would bring this up because it reminds me and you, I would imagine, of a movie... On Monday, the Coast Guard, you know, they ended up rescuing four crew members who were trapped on that cargo ship that capsized off Georgia. Yes. Uh, and they were in there for, like, a couple of days. Did you guys see the uh, the pictures of this
3: yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. Listing on its side. And there was one mm-hmm.
4: guy that was trapped worse than three others. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So they had to drill into the whole steel plates to get the trapped men out. You know what it reminded me of, Steve? Poseidon Adventure? Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's literally what happened. It, it, the, the, the ship flips. They're stuck because everything is off filter, and, and, you know, and and I guess stuff locks up or you can't have access to certain areas. There's damage that's done and And they're stuck inside that thing. And then the kid says he found out that the hull is thinnest back by the propellers. That's right.
3: And that's more than likely where they go through. And the little bastard was right. Which got me to thinking they should remake that movie. They did. Did Did they? (laughs) Yes, they did. Went with Kurt Russell. Yeah.
4: And uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was called... It wasn't
3: just but, called Poseidon. It was just called Poseidon. Poseidon. okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. No how, adventure.
1: How long ago was that?
3: Uh, about uh, twelve years ago. Must have been a pretty crappy movie. It was okay. It was done by uh, the yeah. uh, one of the big uh, Roland Emmerich. I think might have done it. One of the biggest uh, effects guys. Or wow, okay, the guy. Well, maybe Wolfgang Peterson who did the yeah. uh, Perfect Storm. That's okay. who it was. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's uh, so it's it's not bad. Yeah, but the original you're,
5: you're good, man. Thirteen years ago. You 13 12. years. Nice. I, huh. I, I, I'll give you. I'll give you that. Thank you. Yeah. You can have uh, that. One. You <laughs> can have.
3: I'll own that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's timely too, President. To you bring this story up because Carol Lindley, who appeared in the Poseidon Adventure, yep. just died recently.
1: Yeah, she was the uh, the hot young lady in the right. the movie. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, she sings.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, There's got to be a morning after, but uh, for many,
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, All right. So thought I'd bring that up. But uh, let's move on to something else in the junk drawer. I got a lot of different things. Uh, Stevie sent me this the other day. Uh, The most expensive home in Kansas is up for sale. This freaking
3: thing, especially with your your recent um, refascination with uh, scuba diving, Preston. Is what makes this house unbelievable.
1: It's an 18-acre, seven-bedroom property with an elaborate network of underground scuba diving tunnels.
4: What? What? What?
1: I swear to God. Because as... they're in
3: Kansas, and they're so far from the ocean?
1: And the guy loves scuba diving.
3: Wow. So, That's of course, crazy. he said, I've got to live in Kansas.
1: And uh, a 35-foot deep pool as well. How cool is that? 35 feet <laughs> deep uh-huh. with
3: tunnels like... Cave diving in your backyard. How do you even do that?
1: Yeah. It's called the Spirit of Avalon. Uh, It's located in Lake uh, Kavira and is now available $11.8 million. Which is pretty cheap when you consider what
3: they've got. You just have to live live in the middle of nowhere. Uh,
1: The home was named in tribute to the medieval British King Arthur. Because Uh, uh, King Arthur is from Kansas. The home's owner, Lynn Shaw, has decided to sell the home two years after her husband, Dennis Langley, suddenly passed away. Uh, Langley she was just chomping at the bit to get rid of this house. Who worked in the natural gas business was a scuba enthusiast, and he decided to carve tunnels leading up to a thirty-foot deep pond filled with statues, faux fossils, and exotic fish. So, when you're that wealthy, mm-hmm. that
3: wealthy, and you're asking the guys who are going to do this work, do you sort of? Sh- I would like some underwater caves. Yeah. I would like it. You swim up and you see stash. Or, 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 you know, I don't know. Because it's
1: so outlandish. Where do you even start to inquire about that? You know, I had this crazy idea. <laughs> you probably oh, look at those those commercials late at night. Would you like an underwater cave system at your house? Yeah. You know what? We're always asleep. Yeah, it's so the I guy wearing the cowboy hat? Right. Uh, but listen, if you got enough money. Yeah. You can pretty much do what you want to do. do. Yeah. I, mean, I
5: would totally do that. A, no. li- a 35 foot deep pool in your house. I just, I would love to have a pool at my house because I love pools. I, I love, you know, I just, I don't want to spend all that money to put an in ground pool at my house. It's just really expensive. So, you what know, about a series of tunnels under your house? Yeah. But if I had the kind How about of,
3: a 35 foot deep hot tub?
5: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be cool. There you go. No, but this, like, to me, all right, so do you remember the movie Superman? Do I ever? All right, so remember that pool that Lex Luthor had in his house? It was amazing. His test got uh, stuck in or whatever? It was less a pool
3: it it was it superman had superman him got slugster saved saved him but that was part of a wasn't that part of a, the the underwater water system for manhattan yeah.
5: yeah maybe but it was like crystal clear water in this marble thing and yeah. i just I, I love that i love the way it looks i love the way it feels i just i love pools so <laughs> <laughs> i just love pools i, I mean, love it water had, it had, i love
3: moisture in general it had steps
5: going down into it and and you know so that um There are many
3: sewage systems within the city that I'm sure you would be uh, able to swim in. Um, Sure, and that's what this is like. I know
5: that in the movie it was a sewage system, but
3: he had a obviously, but it was crystal clear water. I mean,
5: so it was
4: a movie set and it was beautiful looking. Which movie has the best pool? Oh, jeez. All right, let me see if I can... Uh, because I'm, I, when you're talking about this one, Casey, it made me start to uh, think about uh, History of the World Part 1 where they go with the Torquemada scene. Oh, That's a God. great pool. That's a I pretty nice that pool, pool. And that, that has moving floats and, um, you know, a, a diving board and a slide.
3: There was a series of movies with Dean Martin years ago. They used to show them when, I, you know, the 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 local station up in New York had purchased these movies on the cheap. And yeah. they'd show them like at 4.30 in the afternoon Matt Helm, they were called, and Matt Helm had a bed that would go down a track and then tilt and slide you into an <laughs> indoor pool. That's
4: cool. Yeah, it's pretty I like cool. That. Yeah, uh,
5: the Billy Madison pool was pretty spectacular. Yes, because you could ride a, a jet
4: ski around on that one.
5: Yeah. See, when I swam in high school, our our home swimming uh, pool was Swarthmore College, and that was like sixteen lanes. And there's a certain so, Preston, I understand your love for scuba diving because there's a certain freedom you feel when you're down there, right? Mm-hmm. You're
1: you're, you're kind of like you're flying, kind of like flying flying yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah.
5: so i would do that often and, you know in the middle swim practice i would when we get to the deep end because it was just so that pool was so big right you just i would just kind of like go down to the middle and just kind of like hang hover. out there for and hover for a little mm-hmm. bit i just love that feeling
1: the case there's a place you need to go the, the most beautiful pool i've ever seen in person both inside and out because they have an indoor pool as well is a place called San Simeon uh, that's Hearst Castle Oh, oh my that? God,
3: that's amazing. And it's incredible. Where is it? It's oh, in mean, California. Yeah. It's, uh, okay.
1: yeah, down US 1. It's, uh, you know, south of uh, Carmel. It's, that's the most beautiful pool I've ever seen. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you're allowed to swim in it? Uh, it? No, you. No. but listen, you, you will get fined if you do it. And it's a couple hundred bucks, so it'd be worth it to go ahead and just jump in while you're on the tour. <laughs> yes. But they have an indoor pool and and, and an outdoor pool that are, both of them equally are stunning. And he and had is, a zoo, too, for a while. Okay. Well, he had tons of stuff. It's, it's it's filthy rich, good. tons That's, of money. That's the indoor pool that you're looking at right oh, now. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of it right here. It's got this deep blue uh, uh, tile on the bottom. I love pools that go from inside to out, like the
4: one at the Revel. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, river. River. yeah, yeah,
5: I was a little disappointed with that. Pool. I, I like the
4: concept more, maybe than the actual yeah. Yeah. implementation. Nick, of my it. friend
2: Megan, who works for uh, the home builder, they're actually building one out in Bethlehem, uh, where the pool is going inside from and in, outside, inside to outside.
3: I yeah, I'd love to have Megan. a
1: toilet like that. <laughs> By the way, this this property also has a grotto with a thirty foot waterfall, a heated swim pool, a sauna, and a wet bar. Uh, The home was meticulously landscaped and renovated since it was first built in 1992. In 2002, the owners added a two-story library. The scuba tunnels were built in the late 90s and early 2000s. Scuba tunnels. Uh, Realtors estimate that the new additions, listen to this, Cost up to thirty million dollars. So how the are they selling the house for, 11? for eleven? For eleven point eight million, they're taking a loss on that. Uh, <laughs> the home is an outlier in a state where the average price of a house is two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars.
3: Well, there's your issue because we were, uh, my wife and I were talking about building a volcano on our property, and <laughs> mm. so we thought that might be hard if we were to try to sell the house. Yeah.
1: Casey, <laughs> okay, somebody's saying uh, Francis's uh, house in Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
5: Well, that was his bathtub, actually. Oh,
1: okay. It doesn't <laughs> count.
5: So, <laughs> the was sewer.
7: Old,
3: in Old Westbury, Long Island, when I was in college, there was uh, the, uh we worked for these people doing some stuff, uh, writing for them on comedy and stuff, and um, the guy had Preston. You'd walk into a room, and the bathtub was basically a pool. Yeah, and you'd walk down levels down into the, like like this, like Francis's pool.
1: That that kind of level, it was just crazy. In the movie Arthur, you remember, there's a scene where he goes to take <laughs> a bath. Yeah. It's like the size of a, of yeah. a kid's and swimming pool. Those exist, yeah, yeah they absolutely. Do. Uh, so the main six bedroom residence is described as a mix of between a European style tur- uh, turreted chateau and a prairie lodge. I love turreted tag, and I love <laughs> prairie lodges. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely, the a prairie
3: lodge. It's I where uh,
1: it's where the people on the prairie stay. <laughs> where the
3: antelope play
1: we uh, door seldom is heard a discouraging <laughs> word. <laughs> and I, I got you. The skies aren't cloudy at <laughs> all in the day. Uh, the doors are emblazoned with hand-carved cra- hand dragons, while some of the walls are adorned with stained glass windows.
6: Check out my dragons!
1: The home also boasts uh, inlaid flooring, <laughs> painted ceilings, and heated patios. Uh, the property also has a 2,200-square-foot garage. Okay, and a ah. carriage house with an additional apartment. You could keep your Prius in that. Uh, anybody buying the property will also need to pay an estimated thirteen thousand dollars in property taxes. Oh, that's a month, by the way.
3: That's
1: thirteen thousand <laughs> oh, a month. Okay, no yeah. That's, yeah but that's, that's so bad. I was
4: going to say for the year, it's not terrible. Oh,
3: oh. <laughs> but that's for, all, well, that's just fine. Right.
5: You have all that acreage. Can't you do something? Can't you get a cup of alpaca? Turn it into a farm, and you don't have to pay that. Many I think packs. you could
3: offset your entire cost <laughs> with five or six alpacas. Yeah,
5: no, because if you if you turn it into like a farm, like a working farm, I don't know. How about the, a prairie uh, lodge? Uh, I don't know exactly how it works, but don't you remember when John Runyon? Uh, there was like a big upheaval because he was like all right, goats, I'm just, I'm just going to get a couple of goats.
3: Well, yeah. they, they, they do that. A lot of they, they'll do that, they, and they get a farm credit.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I guess you could do that. Yeah. We still gotta shell out eleven point eight million dollars for the house, so and you could teach us alpacas scuba diving. You could, because you have scuba diving tunnels on your property.
3: I would pay good money <laughs> yes. to see an alpaca scuba diving. Featuring these. Oh, okay. like like Twiggy the water skiing squirrel, right. you have uh,
5: yeah. Alright, so I saw something on, on the internet. Speaking of scuba diving. Wait a minute. How oh, Luthar, the, <laughs> Luthar the
3: Luthar scuba diving alpaca. <laughs> you remember? Luthar the scuba
1: <laughs> diving Luthar. alpaca.
3: Oh my god. Have you seen
5: these scuba scooters? Uh I uh, all right so I saw you lost it lost a
3: lot of good children with No, that. <laughs> I saw it on the listen,
5: they're underwater scooters and they have these like scuba helmet thingies and you kind of like ride you can rent them and ride around on them.
3: So I have Oh, these these are very cool. Yeah. I have seen they're showing them in the in the um, So
5: these things are are legit. Yeah.
3: Okay. Oh my god. Uh, what I have, Casey, is for the pool. Preston, um, do you guys have the the uh, the 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 uh, has a little propeller on it? It tows you when you're underwater. It pulls oh. you. You have one of those? Yeah. I'm like, no. How it? <laughs> uh, really, not expensive at all. I got, I got it as a uh, Christmas present, uh-huh. and um, I just I just sat looked at that <laughs> box.
1: So are are the underwater so
4: Scuba scooters, designed for people who are too lazy to swim. (laughs) It's
1: just, it's a novelty. These things are stupid.
3: I agree. It's for the person Um, who really wants to look like an underwater
1: dick. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't know what the purpose of that is. I guess.
3: Hey, I look stupid.
1: You can't really go down that deep. Um, Look, there's there's a tether uh, going up. Yeah. So you only—it looks like you only get to go down like maybe ten feet. In a perfect world, a, bar- go scuba a barge
3: diving. goes over
1: and catches all those. <laughs> right, <logs>. right. <laughs> go scuba diving, and this is probably more expensive to do this stupid-looking thing. But yeah. you know, we—I guess—you get out of that. So. All right. Anyway, yes, Casey. Uh, you know, you raise your hand. We probably have to stretch this out. Oh. Then I'm, yeah. I'm oh. ready. I'm ready to take a break. I, I have other things, but for another day. It was the good. The, the house is, uh,
3: was definitely fascinating. And
1: only one mousetrap that whole time. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> those, those are my that fingers are doing good. okay. I'm waiting for a wrap up music. I know, one, but I, I said
3: we have to stretch it out. So I'm like, I'm oh, I not thought like, you I said. said I thought you said wrap it up. No, I said stretch it out.
1: So then, certainly, we can get a butthole, can't we? Well, Let me dig back in here and see if I can find something. All right, now Marissa's on my ear. Okay,
5: so we. Six, what do you What do you want to do? She's saying we we have six minutes.
3: Should we What's take happening?
5: I don't know. She's uh, she's undermining me, Preston. What's no. happening here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a bizarre declaration. Why? Well, undermining.
3: Someone's going to get a talking to.
5: Well, we have seven minutes of spots, <laughs> yeah. and we have
3: six minutes till the thing. Then we should probably. Then just we got to Yeah, we got to stay here. All right, thank you. because we have to. TV's a lot. Stricter with their time frame. Can I get a butthole, please? <laughs> butthole! Thank you.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Wow, uh, oh, you're back in again. I'm they
3: back keep in pulling here. you back in. You're like Pacino in I
1: Godfather 3. I know. Uh, well, this will make you feel good. A new study says that the secret to living longer may be uh, not dying, being rich. Really? Mm hmm. Well, that makes me feel good because, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to die early then. The new data from the Government Accountability Office, the GAO, that examined wealth, life expectancy, and retirement security found that while life expectancies have risen overall throughout recent years, greater levels of income and wealth are associated with a longer life. How long will you live with a on-premises scuba cave? Oh, Apparently not that long. Yeah, that dude dude died. Yeah, so
3: this might be punching a hole in this theory.
1: The study followed individuals born between 1931 and 1941 and found that 52% of individuals from the lowest earning group were alive in 2014 compared to 74% in the top quintile. Wait a second. There
3: there are many other influences on one's longevity, especially when you're
1: talking that far back. They add this at the very end. They add that. Uh, Earnings referred to an individual's mid-career household income. The researchers wrote... Individuals whose households were in the top two quintiles, which is the top forty percent, I've heard a quintile before. I think that's made up. Of the mid-career earnings distribution, were more likely than their counterparts in the bottom sixty percent to be alive in two thousand fourteen. That was ages seventy three to eighty three. So to be in the quintile, you have to earn a cajillion or more, correct? uh, Or billion d dollars. (laughs) Eleven d billion d. I own eleven d billion d dollars. (laughs) Meanwhile, aside from income, yes. Sex, race, and education levels also factored into longevity. How much sex should you be having? (laughs) Uh, As much as possible. Uh, It's good for you. Yeah. Uh, Let's go
3: bang in the scuba cave.
1: So with using those further uh, parameters, women... Non-Hispanic whites and Hispanics all, uh, as well as more educated individuals, tend to have longer lives. Women do live longer they do than, yep. than men, no question. <laughs>
5: well, I've seen videos as to why that, you know, guys are just dumb. They they do really, really dumb things. But
1: the truth of the matter is
3: that yeah. on, on a basic scale, men are more likely to be involved in... in um, I think ninety percent of all on job deaths are men. Mm -hmm. Things of that nature. So the the women we build underwater scuba caves. The
1: women in in both sides of my family have lived to very ripe ages. So So who's
3: the oldest uh, woman in your family? My
1: great grandmother was one hundred and two. Wow. Yeah. So my my grandfather lived to ninety
3: nine. Yeah. I don't. Longevity apparently apparently is in my family, but I get all the things that no one else has gotten in my family. So I'm sure I'll, you know, I'm sure I'll kick pretty early. Hmm. Though uh, Doctor Mike says he's going to guarantee me 110 years. Really? That's pretty nice of him. What a good doctor.
8: Mm-hmm. The we'll thing
3: come. is, like, people are living longer, and there
5: are entirely too many people on this planet. Actually, we're doing fine. Yeah, Do you think yeah, so? Yeah, well, statistically, yeah. There, there's more, just...
3: more food on the planet. There's, things are going well.
5: Yeah, I disagree. I think that there's too many people. I think we need to...
3: When you're in line at the hot dog place, it might seem that way.
5: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you <laughs> no, should I mean... stop
1: taking those supplements, then, because yeah. you're adding to the problem. Why I mean, don't no. you well, put your money where your mouth is Well, no, I already... off yourself? Well, I'm
5: already <laughs> adding to the problem, because <laughs> I had I had three kids. Ah, You know, so, you know...
1: Overpopulation, yeah, Over- yeah. reproduction. There's a
5: little thing called rubbing one out. So listen, <laughs> I was doing some math, and if we wanted to shrink the population <clears throat> by a, a billion people, it and do it naturally without actually killing anybody, just you know, natural. Like there's a, the death rate is about 151,000 people die every day. Beer credits. It would still take 18 years of people to not have babies at all on this planet Here's- in order to have. One billion less people on this planet. Let just, me tell you something. through natural. Years
3: ago, oh. zero population growth. It was the big thing. You heard about it constantly. <laughs> yeah. Zero population. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Turns out, no. The population kept growing. Yeah. So it's, it, and it's, you can't stop it. Can, can't hold the ocean back with a board. I read a study
4: a few years ago, Casey, and I, I don't know how valid it is or not, but that we will plateau at about 11 billion people. And 11 billion, deep oh, Nick. Uh, no, no, literally. Uh, <laughs> Why do they say that? Actually, about 11. Because above that, uh, then it starts to teeter on unsustainable. Below that, uh, we'll, we'll just keep getting to that point. So as, as far as um, amount of energy required, amount of food required, we got about uh, $3.5 to go. And also, Nick, we're running out of leisure wear. Yeah.
1: And that's... <laughs> That's impacted. It's expensive, too. It's man. expensive. I mean, stuff that looks well, good. Yeah. Kim just released her shapewear, so that's <laughs> added to that. You know? so maybe maybe God some new, bless her. Maybe some new things will come along. When's we'll her Win- Nobel Peace Prize going uh, yeah. uh We have about one minute before we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity then uh, to mention a couple of things. We're going to be, uh, after we do the Fox Good Day, we are going to mention a concert, or not a concert, a contest. Yes, a big one. Uh, but our friends from Liberty Union Bar and Grill are here this morning. Don't miss your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Eagles-Lions game and a Zackard signed uh, football at the Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle event wow. tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m. at Liberty Union Bar and Grill at their Chester Springs location. Uh, and we have gift cards to give away. So I have a $25 gift card. Uh, caller number eight at two one five two six three WMMR. Did you see all the food they brought out there? It's amazing. A, oh a and goodness. B.
3: These things are. These events are always a blast. I
1: want to try the baked Colorado flatbread. Mm, me too. Seasoned ground lamb, sautéed mushrooms, caramelized onions, blue cheese crumbles. You got me there. Crumbles, mozzarella cheese, and hemp seeds. Hemp seeds. That sounds really solid. Uh, so they brought that in their California wrap and their Tex Mex hummus. Kathy, I know mm. you love Tex Mex hummus. Ooh. Or Mm. any kind of hummus, uh, for that matter, and more. So the music means we're going on Fox Good Day. Here we go.
3: Great song.
0: Hey, President Steve, we're doing an experiment this morning. Um, I did not put on deodorant this morning when I came into the TV station. Yeah, we know.
2: Uh, (laughs) We heard
1: picking up on that in Balakinwood. Really? (laughs) It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad.
0: So the idea is that the that you don't put on deodorant you simply rub lemon juice uh, under your arms what what's that supposed to do it's supposed to be better for you than putting chemicals or whatever okay
3: so okay so you're looking for alternatives to putting the like the chemicals and the um stuff that can get into your bloodstream right so i use a, a charcoal based um deodorant that's supposed to do the same thing uh, but uh, I don't know about the lemon. I the lemons. Yeah.
2: Doctor,
1: Dr. Mike is against uh, antiperspirants, right. which yeah. is different than deodorants. But that's
2: most deodorants. Most
1: deodorants have an antiperspirant in there as well. Uh, but I, wonder, I the lemon's not going to keep you from uh, from sweating in your armpits. No, it but just you'll might smell like smell. a lemon, right? You'll smell like lemon. <laughs> How, well, what We're do stark. you think of it? Lemons.
0: Well, I haven't tried it yet. We're going to try it a little bit later on.
10: I just but- think it's funny we decided to do this on a day when it's going to be ninety. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: that's really yeah. that's really putting it to the
1: test. By the way, we had a study yesterday that says the scent of lemon makes you feel thinner. By the way, did you hear that? Thinner. Mm-hmm. Yes, it oh, actually right. makes you feel thinner. It does. It gives you a better, po- a more positive body image. If you the scent of lemon for some people, oh, lemon wow. specifically, wow. not just citrus, but
0: lemon. I will suck on a lemon if I'm out and about, and I, and I think my breath has turned stale or foul. Does that work?
3: You just keep a lemon yes. at the ready for sucking
0: purposes? <laughs> I have walked up to bars and said, could I just have a single lemon wedge? And they look at me funny, uh. and then they stick a, uh, a toothpick in it, and uh. they hand it to me, and I stick it in my mouth. It's painful for the first, like, five seconds. Yes. Really? So and a, then you go over and you're, you're minty fresh. Now, did people tell
10: fresh. you that you're minty fresh, or you're assuming that now I'm you're assuming. minty fresh? I'm assuming. But don't, don't you
3: understand.
1: have those those pursed lips and the whole sort of scowl? Yeah, I think it's kind of. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> sexy. You wouldn't be minty fresh. You'd be lemony, lemony fresh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Fresh. You could exactly. keep oh some mint I'm on right you and chew it. on that too. Yeah.
10: And then, do you put it underneath your arms, or do you do that before?
8: <laughs> <laughs> I've never put After. it under my arms. After. Like, how does this work?
1: What What do you do
3: for unpleasant odors south of the Beltline? Oh. Uh, lime, lime. Lime. Yeah. Lime Lemon. Yeah. So you're, li- you're, you're just like a lemon. Uh, yeah, a whole. Uh, yeah, it's like a sprite. A meringue now.
0: pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two limes and a banana. There you go. All right. <laughs> oh,
10: I'll try it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I- yeah, let us know
1: how it goes then. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're we're sure sure we want to know. Yeah. Lemons around here. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. It is going to be a hot one today. High is going to be about 90, as they were saying, and high humidity levels, too. So keep that in mind we have an announcement to make. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, this is uh, very cool, and uh, it's an event that is beginning. Do we have music for this case? I didn't set this up. Uh, But I know that there's a musical accompaniment. Music Um, that you will come to hate. That looks like that's going to be a promo, but whatever. Uh, We are excited about this. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, a chance for you to win money from WMMR, and it is MMR's Money Shark Cash Contest. And we have a $1,000 a day, five times a day to give away at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. I there, can't believe we do this. And there are three ways to enter uh, to do that every single day. So here's the deal. Weekdays beginning this coming Monday, you have five chances a day to win a grant. So in that hour at 8, 11, 1, 4, and 6 p.m., as close to the top of that hour as we can, we will announce a special keyword. And then there are three ways to enter that keyword for a chance for you to win. You can do it through WMMR's app on your mobile device, or you can go to the contest page at WMMR.com. Or if you'd like to text as well, we have a special text number short code, which is 45911. Don't worry about remembering it now. We'll remind you on Monday when we get that started. Uh, But everyone that enters as well via the app or WMMR.com will also be entered to win the $10,000 grand prize. So, it's our Money Shark contest. Yes, and we picked a very annoying song. Uh, it'll it'll cut through. This contest. What's yeah. that? It'll cut through, right? Yes, it will. And as Steve said, you will learn to hate it. But you will possibly win yourself a big windfall $1,000 a day and a $10,000 grand prize. It is sponsored by our good friends at Horizon Services. It starts on Monday, five times a day. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. I love it. We're excited. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and then we'll get to the bizarre file. Wow, we got a lot to catch up to, so we'll be back in a moment.
9: What's new? Glad you asked.
1: The Black Keys.
6: (laughs) Greta Van Fleet. Finger
1: death punch.
9: New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR.
1: Thank you, Kathy. Uh, Brent Porsche and two of our calendar girls in the MM Army are going to be at Liberty Union Bar and Grill in Chester Springs. This is tomorrow night. It's the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Seven and nine PM. I love that we do these because there's a lot of great stuff that you can go and
3: win. Everyone has a really good time. case. you've done your share of them, yeah. and, and and I think Nick, you have as yeah, well. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. They're and fun just for the photo booth. Bud Light brings out this photo booth
4: thing that you. Uh, it's every week. It's a great time, and believe it or not, it's it's a really good. Uh, you know, it's it's like a cool little challenge. Yeah, today. yeah.
1: And they have all kinds of uh, great specials as well. You can catch the big game and enjoy a uh, three dollar Bud Light drafts and three dollar. Bud Light Platinum Bottle. So that is tomorrow night, 7 to 9, and that will be at Liberty Union Bar and Grill in Chester Springs. I'm going to plug an event that I'm doing, actually. It's not till this weekend. It's not till Saturday, but I'm headed to Del Chevrolet in uh, Paoli, where Jack will sell them for less. Jack, sell them for less. That's the place, yeah. I'll be there from noon to 2 this Saturday, and I was very excited to see this. We're going to have Burger Brawl tickets to give away while we're there. Oh, nice. And Zach's Burger Bus. Is going to be there. Zach's Ooh, Burgers
5: yeah, in man.
1: Aston. I used to go to all the time when I lived in Delco. I did live in Delco for a while, and uh, we used to go to Five Points and Zach's all the time. Delco. Get a couple burgers and a black and white shake. Well, they, apparently they have a, uh, a burger bus. Who knew? they
3: that. Is this a, a,
1: an accepted form of mass transit now? It must be. <laughs> uh, but we'll find out together. So it'll be at uh, Del, Chevrolet, and Paoli on Saturday from noon to two. So come on out. We will have a good time. and. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sell them for less. Sell them for less. All right, we are. It's already ten after eight, and we got to do the bizarre file. So let's get to it. Now,
0: bizarre. WMMR presents
1: bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. All right, brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Well, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at PrimoHoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie; it's a Primo. A UK woman is engaged to a convicted killer and loves him so much she doesn't mind the fact that he just may kill her one day. Aww. Mm-hmm. It's so sweet it's adorable. 41 year old adorbs 41 year old Tracy Bottomley. Is engaged to 52-year-old Ernest Otto, who is a convicted double murderer. She said, "He's an, killed two people." She said in an interview, "Yes, he is a serial killer. He's committed a few murders, but I understand the risks of what could happen, and I still love him." She says, "But everybody dies one day. I'm going to die eventually, and I don't mind the fact that it could be at at the hands of him." Honestly, this is Whoa. a perfect pairing.
3: And that it's a perfect a pairing. Psycho Mary, yeah, a he's psycho. psycho.
1: Uh, The two started communicating via a prison pen pal program in 2018. They fell in love. Uh, She said that they relate to each other because of their experiences with trauma and abuse. She said Ernest also spoke about what he'd been through and how he was a victim of child abuse, which led to him using drugs to battle his depression and anxiety. He's I've, just looking for a woman that he can settle down with and kill. he said. She said, I've been in an abusive relationship before, and the way he spoke about how his experiences as a child changed him really resonated with me. Uh, Bottomley also revealed that Otto described to her in detail the murders he committed. Well, you're just an injured little sparrow. Uh, Smith was sentenced to life without parole at the Ohio State Penitentiary in 2006 for the murders of a man and a woman, and also spent 32 years in a in solitary confinement.
3: There are many guys in prison who have uh, relationships. There are women who are attracted to murderers and serial killers. Remember, Manson was getting all sorts of... uh uh, women coming on to him.
1: First time I've heard of one where she goes, I'll probably be killed by him, and that's okay. Yeah. Wow, well,
3: there's a sense of excitement.
1: This is a terrible story. Uh, an Iranian woman detained for dressing as a man to sneak into a soccer stadium to watch a match has died after setting herself on fire upon learning that she could spend six months in prison uh, for being at the soccer game. Uh, the self, Unbelievable. The self-immolation death of 29-year-old Sahar uh, Kodiari has shocked Iranian officials and the public, becoming an immediate hashtag trend across social media in the Islamic Republic. It also comes as FIFA is working with Iranian authorities to overcome a ban on women entering stadiums for men's games, a ban in place since the country's 1979 Islamic Revolution. Uh, FIFA wants the issue resolved before October 10th when Iran, uh, the top-ranked team in Asia, hosts its first home World Cup qualifier against Cambodia. Uh, She died on Monday at a Toronto hospital after... Suffering burns crossed 90% of her body. She had been on a respirator since dousing herself with gasoline in front of Tehran's Eshrad courthouse on Jesus. September 2nd. Yeah,
3: It's wild to see pictures from the early 70s prior to all this. There was none of this. Sharia law was not in effect. Yep. And uh, it was basically they said, okay, this freedom is over. Yep.
1: Uh, that's the, yep, yep. The, the religion got its hands on the government. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what can happen. Uh, She had just learned that she could be tried by a revolutionary court in Iran to be put in prison for six months. Uh, She told the uh, newspaper, her sister told the newspaper her sister suffered from bipolar disorder. Her father said that she had stopped taking her medication a little while back. So. That's a terrible story. Uh, Hardliners and traditional Shiite clerics citing their own interpretation of Islamic law believe in segregation, segregating men and women at public events, as well as keeping women out of men's sports. However, that uh, has drawn criticism from human rights activists abroad, as well as at home. So there's people in that country as well that are saying, maybe we should rethink this. So Mm -hmm. hopefully they will. Uh, Let's see. Two foreign nationals who allegedly sailed across the Indian Ocean to Western Australia with a billion dollars worth of illegal drugs tried to make a getaway Mm -hmm. when police arrived to arrest them on a tiny island, but they were thwarted by a seal. And by a seal. that, I don't mean a Navy SEAL. I mean the mammal, a SEAL. What? Wow. Antoine DeSenta and Graham Palmer are accused of running their yacht aground on a reef and then fleeing in a dinghy to Burton Island where about one ton of drugs were found half covered in seaweed. <clears throat> when local rescuers searched the stricken yacht, uh, they were initially concerned that the occupants of the boat were in trouble at sea given that a dinghy was missing. As planes searched for them, a crayfisherman saw someone on the island ducking down to hide in bushes as the aircraft flew overhead. Suspicions were aroused, and police were deployed. And when they got on the island, the guys made a run for uh, their ship, and there was a big, huge seal asleep between them mm-hmm. and the ship. And wow, they woke it up, it jumped up with its big chest out, and it bellowed at them. And the guys... Basically, had the choice of going through the seal or getting arrested, and they end up choosing getting arrested. Those suckers can be huge. They can, yeah. If, if it's like a sea lion, yeah, they can be dangerous. You know, I mean, they're they're really big, so uh, they bailed on it. Will the seal get accommodation? Well, hopefully, something yeah. from the uh, <laughs> from the authorities. One well, last story. I love this. A Nebraska maid of honor showed up to her sister's wedding dress as a dinosaur after the bridal party was given free reign over what they wanted to wear. Are you
2: kidding me?
1: She wore one of those inflatable T-Rex outfits. (laughs)
2: Nice.
1: And there's a picture of her at the ceremony wearing it. It's hilarious. Uh, So Christina Mador, alongside a Facebook photo of her wearing the costume, said, when your maid of honor... Uh, and are told that you can wear anything you choose. I regret nothing. The photo, which shows her towering over the bridal party in the costume, has since gone viral. And uh, fortunately, the bride appeared to take her sister's interesting choice of outfit in stride. Yep. Uh, She said, my sister is awesome. And I genuinely was not kidding when I said she could wear whatever she wanted to. uh, Deanna Adams had said. So she showed up without her knowing that that's what she's going to wear. It's a great picture. I love it. Love the inflatable T-Rex costume. It's hilarious. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, and, and and it never ceases to get a laugh. <laughs> yep. All right. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right. Let's do another giveaway. I had mentioned that Liberty Union Bar and Grill are here this morning promoting the uh, Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle event tomorrow night. I have a $25 gift card. How about you win this gift card and then you go to the event? So uh, let's set you up with that. 215 215- 263 WMMR is the number and we are going to take care of you. Let's do Did I didn't get a number caller? Or not, not yet. All right. Caller number 14. What a number. We're going to give you 215-263-WMMR. That pass. So give us a buzz. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment or two. Uh we're going to have Lamar Odom on in about forty-five minutes, don't forget. Yeah. Uh so a few other things to get to as well. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR.
6: Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
1: Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you, Kathy. It is 8.30 and at 8.46 we are going to observe a moment of silence. Today is the uh it's nine eleven it's the September eleventh yeah. uh, anniversary of the the attacks eighteen years ago man I was you know pondering that this morning when I was thinking about the length of time that has passed since that took place. My son was a baby, my oldest was a baby, yeah a year old and uh here we are he's in college now and it's pretty wild that that amount of time has passed
4: my son has to do a project that was due today um interviewing somebody who an adult who was alive at the time Mm so he he chose me which was um cool to talk to him about it um but it occurred to me during the course of this um this interview that almost all if not all of the kids in his school district weren't alive yeah because if you're a senior in high school you might be 18 years old at this point but um, most of the kids in the school weren't and uh so it's it's historical for them. It,
3: it's not yeah. uh, contemporary. Mm. So, so That's when, a good point. Yeah, if you liken it to when, when uh, you know, going in school, being young and um, learning of of the the Pearl Harbor attack, <clears throat> which was many decades after you know mm-hmm. it, it had occurred, uh, this is still obviously um, you know you, the, the amount of people who are aware of it, and that you, for you to go in and. and and uh, talk to people, and as you're, you're obviously you were alive, Nick, during that time, uh, it, it's it's a similar vibe, but it's um, uh, it is different in a way. I was listening to you guys. I was in the shower. I've, I've told this story before,
4: but I had a shower radio, and Preston uh, said uh, was talking about a plane that had crashed. Everybody thought initially there was an accident, um, and uh, that the, a plane had crashed into one of the World Trade Centers. And uh, I got out of the shower and went into the living room to turn on the news and watched as the second plane hit. And it just was – I I, I tweeted out an article, and I sent it to you guys as well, about what was going on in the White House that day. And and one thing um, that I remember, aside from the sadness from the whole day, was how confusing it all was. Oh, my God, yeah. There was so much
3: misinformation. There were so many things that were going on that weren't true. We were getting a tremendous amount of misinformation. And in in fact, I should say – the original story, I think our reaction was, oh, somebody like in a in a light aircraft right. because it had happened, you know, with the with the Empire State Building. It happens periodically. People go off the flight path. Yeah. And so it went from that to something else. And then uh, obviously when we saw, we were actually watching as that second plane hit. We had a production studio that, that had a TV in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were, uh, you know, Preston, you called out to the interns, give me every piece of information as it comes up. We got to, as we're relaying this. And uh, when, when that happened, I could feel the – we all could. The air just leave our bodies like, yeah. oh, oh, my God. It was Patrick Schmidt from our promotions
5: department who alerted us first to what was going on. It was the same thing. It was, you know, you know, hey, did you, a plane just hit uh, yeah. World Trade Center. And, was, and like you had already said, uh, thought it was a light aircraft. Yeah, I very then,
1: casually said. I'm like, all right, we'll take a break and see what's going on and come yeah. back. And, and we went. We're like, oh. Yeah, this is a big This well, is, a this is deal. It was big. And then and then at first we just thought, well, still could have been an accident. Yeah. A horrible accident. And, uh, and then shortly after we realized it wasn't. You know?
5: But you're right. And, and so, you know, uh, Nick, I read that piece that you'd sent us yesterday. And what was interesting about that was the information that our government was getting was just as, like, um, misinformed us of stuff sure. that we were getting in it. And at, at a certain point, I, I just remember when we were on the air, like everybody was, was working and, and jumping into the studio. Hey, this happened, this happened, this happened. And at a certain point, I had to say, all right – we can't have everybody jumping into the studio just spouting things off onto uh, in, into the microphone. Like, like let's, yeah. let's vet this this information. There was a
3: tremendous amount that was incorrect, mm-hmm. and you didn't want to add to to the uh, you know to, to the panic because yeah. you know there are people talking about things that they had heard, and someone had it on good authority that uh, malls were targeted and so on and so forth. And disinformation yeah. is part of any type of attack, which shows you why protocols are in place for things like this and. I mean, I remember hearing about the, uh, you know, uh, on Air Force One, how they were, you know, uh, the, the pilots had relayed this story of flying Air Force One that um, they had to lock down and not allow anyone access to the cockpit of the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that, regardless, they could not let anyone into the cockpit. You know, if it was the president himself, they mm-hmm. they could not do that.
7: Yeah.
3: Uh, and it's just, uh, it's an amazing amount of things. The National Geographic series on it, um on the whole day and the lead up is uh, amazing and the intricacies of all that went on and since then we've learned so much more yeah. you know because of of the stuff that they're discovering and i, I, I the notion that they sh- they closed down the the uh, the 911 memorial museum for the general public and allow the families to go in and surviving members of um of the family to to take today and do that and the reading of the names i think is 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 so critically important um, have you, have you, anybody here had a chance to get up to the, uh, to the memorial?
5: Uh, you know, I was up in New York in October and, um, I didn't realize that you actually needed to like make, make a reservation. Make a reservation. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately we, we didn't do that ahead of time.
1: No, I haven't done that. I've done Shanksville twice. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's, um, it's pretty wild to be there and, and, uh, the, the museum of sorts that they have set up there is is really nice the first time i went it was makeshift because there it was years in the planning to put something together and you basically you know it was like uh you know they had an area where you could take a look and it you know they pointed out that out here is where it happened and people had left makeshift uh memorial objects and things like that right uh mementos and so on uh but now they have an official building and they're still actually uh, doing some work on it and, and making it bigger and better and um yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's incredible. And, and you just sit back and think about the confusion of that day, the heartbreak of that day, the days that followed, and how confusing that was as well. I mean, that, that confusion, it, and not just about the particulars of what happened that day, just about, well, what do we do now? Well, you the know, sense of things like that was, yeah.
3: yeah, the general sense of panic. You wanted to yeah. you know
1: where your loved ones were. My wife was
3: up in New York at the time. I was, you know, we we're here, we we're, we were broadcasting for Y100 Media at that time. And, um, it was, I, I remember like, you wanted to know where everyone was in that second, but of course, as all that's going on, that the, you know, everything's getting overloaded and it's harder to get through, and and it, it became this this thing that just kept compounding and and becoming uh, worse and worse, and then when you saw the footage of the towers collapsing, it yeah. just you could not believe what you were seeing.
5: It was I'm, you know, obviously more terrifying for people who had uh, loved ones that that were, were in there. that area yeah, at that yeah. time, and, yeah. and, and and I don't know, you guys have to recall the the following. Morning. Um, I had already mentioned Patrick Schmidt, who was yes. our promotions director. His like best friend was in the first tower that got hit, right? And we yeah. had interviewed him the following day. He made it out because yeah. he, he was up high. Um, I can't remember what floor he was on, but uh, he, you know, it, it hit at like the ninety-something floor. He was in the, at least the eighties. Remember talking to him, and I, and you know, it sounds weird to say, but it was a less than stellar interview. But you have to take into consideration what he had gone through the day before, and, yeah, you're still in and shock. he was absolutely yeah. rattled. Shocked.
4: 20, yeah. Less than 24 hours later, he was, he was just absolutely rattled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I just remember so many people being rattled for so many different reasons. In this article, which was written by uh, Garrett Graff, they talk about um, the possibility of having to shoot down Flight 93, and when they were scrambling the, the the fighter jets, that type of scenario had never been described or trained for before. Like Nobody knew how to fight. Counter uh, a, a right. terrorist act within the United States. Everybody was trained to go out of the country, literally to leave the borders and fight, you know, fight mm-hmm. a potential right. invasion from outside of the country. Yeah. But to have it happen from within the country was new to our trained military.
1: Well, a lot of things came out of that, like that having scenarios that the military would have to, uh, <clears throat> you know, figure out a strategy for. But other things, remember, you know, the going through security at the airport was used to be a breeze, Mm -hmm. Um, and you could go to the gate with your family members or whoever. Just to to to, you could walk them to the gate. They didn't have. Uh, the doors on the cockpit that were locked the way they are now. There were a lot of fundamental changes that happened after that.
2: Well, remember, yeah. the kids could go, like, w- when they were getting on a plane, they could yeah. go into the cockpit, they yeah. could sit with the pilot, the pilot showed show them around. They don't really do that. I think maybe some have lightened up a bit, but they don't really do that anymore.
5: Yeah. yeah. I, I, the one thing I will say is that, because um, that happened on a Tuesday morning, Friday morning we had uh, set up at the Metroplex Shopping Center, and did, because we all sort of, you know, a, a, as a nation... Felt a little helpless, like all right. Well, well what, what we do we do? What, can we, what do? can we do? What should we do? And so we ended up um, having a, a, a collection point where we were collecting anything that we could to send up to New York as you know aid. And it was rescue like workers rescue workers, workers, the dogs. I mean, people were bringing yeah. like little um, you booties. know b- booties for, for dogs and water and food and and you know first aid equipment. And it was that moment where I felt good. I felt like uh you know like you know and and I want everybody listening right now to kind of like because we're kind of like divided as a nation right now to go back to that time 18 years ago and remember like what what who we are Which, you know like we're we're one nation and and we we love each other and 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 at that moment I, I like I felt uplifted because it's like okay like you know we're we're
3: good, you know. People are good. Well, I remember the takeaway also, which is a wonder to see people get there. But there was a sad sort of caveat to that. A lot of that stuff that ended up there was not used yeah. because because of the fact that um, you know there's so many people uh, had had passed, and there were there were there was just. You know, a lot of times, sadly, we live we live our experiences or or get a sort of more of an insight on dramatic recreations and the World Trade Center movie that Oliver Stone did.
5: Mm. It's, it's
3: actually really well done. I mean, and in the documentaries and in that movie, they, they depict the sound. I mean, something that I just always just cuts me. You know, it just it just devastates me when I think about it. Is the the sound of of people who are Jumping. Choosing to jump, oh it was God. so yeah. horrific, yeah. so horrific where they were in those towers. They elected to
1: jump. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, elected to at, jump. At that point, it's either you know burned to death or or, or just de- or oh yeah. jump off. So I mean, you know, it's... and and it sounded like explosions when they were hitting the yeah yeah that documentary that was done on the fire company. Remember they were they were already following the fire chief yeah. around for just a, a documentary about the fire company, yeah. and then that happened right. And so they followed them into. Uh, into the towers and everything that that one was insanely powerful. That was crazy. It was uh, yeah. Those are the those are the most visceral things, uh, images from that day that made me go back and go, oh yeah, it wasn't just this horrible thing that happened. Uh, there were there were uh, individuals, people's family members, mothers, fathers, duns, sons, daughters, uh, who you know. There's there's that really horrible one of the guy just standing on the ledge and, yes. and he just, he makes a sign of the cross and then just jumps. Yeah. And it's like, wow, dude, that it, was, that was the end of a life right there. And there were thousands of them that happened that day.
3: Uh, the, the push to, to uh, make this also a, um, a, an observance and a, um, a day to uh, pay respect <clears throat> to uh, the rescue workers. And so many were lost on that day, I, th- I think is, is a very valid one and a good one to also remind what these people do. And again, again, when all hell's breaking loose, they're not running away; they're running towards. And you saw countless times, played over and over again on 9/11 and subsequent days, and the rescue workers. It's just amazing. Yeah, John Stewart's message of uh, honoring them and yeah. uh, paying for
4: them is a really valid one, and and uh, and worth remembering as well. Um, I one memory that I have from the days following was the planes weren't flying at all. Yeah. There were no planes in the sky and that was
0: eerie.
1: Yeah. I lived, over... I lived not too far from the airport and it was it was strange. Yeah. Couldn't quite figure out what was going on until you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no planes overhead. None, none of them. In the air. you weren't allowed to fly in the all. United States. All <laughs>
4: planes were grounded. All yeah.
1: planes were grounded. I remember flying
3: I uh, driving over the Gothels Bridge, Kathy, you know well. Um, you know, uh going back home on on Friday from here. And still seeing the smoke rising, knowing the rescue work was still going on. And, uh, I'm all surprised of the,
2: you were able to get back.
3: I was, yeah. On, on that Friday, I was. I, you know, uh, it was just... Uh, it, it was the most surreal, as you said, again, no no aircraft, only only military aircraft.
2: I was in the news station at the time. I was working at yeah. NBC10, and it was, I mean, it was just complete chaos, sure. and the phone lines were a huge issue, and that was part of my job that day, was to keep people in New York on the phone if we could, just so we had communication with them.
1: The uh, Speaking of the phone, the the, the the ones that just absolutely wreck me are the voicemail messages that were yes. left from people oh. either either in the building or on the plane or on yep. Flight 93, and at the memorial in Shanksville, they have those. They have a little phone. You can pick them up and listen to the oh messages god. that people. Because they, knew. they a knew, a lot of those people knew they weren't going to make it. Oh was god! And and, it, and and some of the people in the in the towers left messages like that as well. But those people in that plane were like, "There's there's there's nothing we can do." They stormed the the, the cockpit. They knew that more than likely, once they did that, it didn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. because think about it. They even if they even if they did successfully do that. And they tried to establish contact with an, with an airport. It was so chaotic that day, especially for the airports. A, they probably wouldn't have believed them. They would have thought it was another uh, a hijacker right. or yeah. something. Because nobody knew who was responsible for any of this at that time. And, you know, I, I just, my heart breaks thinking about and anybody. But those people in particular, I really focus in on and go, wow. You know, the, wow.
3: I agree. And President, it's good to allow yourself to let your heart break and have it.
1: Uh, felt in a visceral way every year in honor of uh, of all that. So we're leading up to, to 846 when we're going to do a moment of silence. That's when Flight 11 uh, hit the North Tower. It was then at 9.03 a.m. Uh, that Flight 175 hit the South Tower. At 9.37, uh, Flight 77 crashed into the Pentagon. That's when it really started going, oh, I can't believe yeah. this. Now it's happening all over the country, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at ten o three a.m., uh, passengers on uh, Flight ninety three launched their counterattack on the hijackers, and then uh, in response, they they took the plane down and, and crashed it in Shanksville. And at ten twenty eight, the North Tower came down. Uh, so the South Tower came down at nine fifty nine a.m. So all this within that span of time, all these, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven events took place between eight forty six. And 1028 a.m. And it was just, you know, you you couldn't believe that this was going on around you. So so we'll do the um, observation of uh, a moment of silence at 846. And obviously there's various observations that are going on uh, around the country at different times in the day. And they're reading the names uh, in New York City as well. So it is uh, it's 846. So just take a moment with us and we'll just uh, be quiet and reflect for a moment here. All right. Thanks for doing that with us. We appreciate it. Um, we had a couple pieces of audio. If you wanted to play those uh, from that particular day, um, there you spoke about uh, uh,
3: Shanksville and Flight 93. Um, and again, I know it's it's weird to say this if you've never seen the movie Flight 93, and a lot of that is is pieced together from from what is um, you know the best of our knowledge. You can't know everything because you just you know obviously there were there were no survivors, but. Uh, there, there were cell phone conversations, there were things we were aware of, and um, this is the, the, the first um, uh, realization that there was a, a smoke coming out of a field in Shanksville, uh, right. Preston. Here we go. Okay, uh, there is now on the United 93,
6: yes. there is a report of black smoke in the in the last position I gave you, 15 miles south of Johnstown.
1: Uh, from the airplane or from the ground? Uh,
6: they're speculating it's from the aircraft. Okay. Uh, who who it, it
1: hit the ground? That's okay. what they're. That's what they're speculating. Right. Speculation only. All right. So that was the first word that that was happening. Uh, and then uh, you know you can imagine for the, uh, Nick had mentioned the White House uh, and and the amount of confusion. You remember President Bush was with some kids, yeah. like some kindergartners reading yep. to them, oh, and the aide comes over and whispers, and he has to sit there and take it in for a moment and go, and he's in front of these kids and yeah. doesn't want to panic these children. So he just kind of wasted out until the moment was done. And then, obviously, they ushered him out of there right away. But you imagine you're sitting there and all of a sudden they come in and say that to you and you're like, what? What? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was very confusing. But he did address the nation and uh, had to mention that, uh, you know, the attack had taken place. It's a short clip. Here we go. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward. And freedom will be defended. Yeah, it was uh, pretty... Uh, pretty overwhelming now. Thinking about it, still. So, uh, but anyhow, there there are various observations uh, that are going to go on uh, throughout the day. So, if you have a time uh, to take a chance and. Maybe think about what took place or or research some of this stuff and and, uh, see some of these uh, actualities and and, uh, documentaries and so on. And the
2: one that the Garden of Reflection, which is closest to us, it's in Bucks County. It's in Lower Makefield. Yes. Um, There were 18 people from uh, Bucks County that lost their lives that day, but they're doing uh, some things uh, there as well. There was one uh, at 830 this morning, but there's another one, a candlelight ceremony at seven o'clock tonight.
3: Okay. It was you you bring up a quick memory and I know we're gonna move along, but there there uh so we had an apartment in Massapequa, Long Island, it was on the Long Island train uh, line, and when I went back for subsequent days and a couple of weeks, there were cars that remained in that parking lot. They they were all commuters, you know, that had been going into the city and those were cars of people who never made it back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's all kind there was all kinds of very strange little Leftover things, little little lingering things that you didn't think about that were stark reminders of what happened. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be back in a moment. We got some more giveaways to do, and uh, we'll reiterate some announcements we made earlier this morning as well. Stay with us. We'll return shortly.
8: Hey Female Podcasters, now is your chance to get a gift from Hey Honey, Elsie Boutiques, Yummy Bites, and Marinella Jewelry. They're all in Kathy's Bitch Box Part 3. Yes, we have tickets just for podcasters, so email your name, age, and phone number right now to podcast at WMMR.com to enter. What else is in there? How about a sample of Kathy's Frozen Cocktails, an accessory from Wim Jewelry, the Salt Cave at Doylestown in Newtown, Floral and Hardy, and Curie Hair, Skin, and Nails. The party is happening Thursday, September 19th at 6 p.m. at Harris, Philadelphia. What else are you going to get? Philly-themed jewelry from B. Ross, Carney's Cookies, Extra Boutique, and a special gift from Stateside Vodka. Enter now. We'll pick winners at the end of the week. Good luck, and thanks for listening.
1: Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, scheduled to have Lamar Odom. I don't know he was supposed to call like five minutes ago, so... Uh, Maybe we'll just move along with some other things, which uh, the U.S. News and World Report released its list of the best colleges in the country. Yeah. And we have a rundown of our local colleges and how they fared on these lists. And you know what? They fared pretty damn well. I'm curious because um, I'm thinking of going back to school. No. Man, I know some people that have gone back and... God bless you. Mm-hmm. I have no interest in that whatsoever. I know there's some people that's and and that's great. It's it's wonderful to achieve to to achieve that and that that getting a degree is that important. Sure. To just me personally, it's not. I I went to. I went to community college to take a couple of classes just for fun (laughs) several years ago on investing just to learn a tour thing. How'd that work out? Oh, about an hour in, I was lost. So I'm I'm (laughs)
3: really really more committed to telling people I want to go back to college, but not actually doing it. That's really the fun in getting the accolades. That's a great decision, and then not doing it because –
1: that's work. I have a successful career. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't need to do it. And, and for many, they do it to
3: expand their, you know, to expand their knowledge and, yeah. and to learn more about the world. But. I'm good. Yeah, but you know i, I got, got video this. games to play. Yeah. It's nice. Yes, and there's a lot of TV on. You can also want to go back to
5: pretty much any school you want to. Like, I out really like, would
3: I, like to become.
5: Luckily, like Kim yeah. Kardashian,
3: she's, a, yeah. she's becoming a lawyer.
5: No, but, you know, I was thinking about going back to school. I was thinking about going to Penn, you know. You should right. go to Penn. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, What's to stop yeah, you or, other than the was, school not letting you in? Or Oxford. You know, I was you know kind of like floating those two out there. DeVry. Yeah, yeah. I don't did know Did you go to Harvard? I did. I went to Harvard twice. That's right. Okay, I've been to Penn couple of times I went to Princeton a whole bunch of times there's all these schools are there and people (laughs) who want to go can go I don't know how people will continue their education as they have a full-time job my sister-in-law just did it how do you do it Uh, it's impossible dude. I don't know how you do that like you're working full-time she's a parent to three different you know kids And and then you go to school on top of that? And then
2: you you, you usually take, uh, like, people take weekends, you know. They'll they'll have to take their entire weekend, and it's dedicated to doing their schoolwork. Mm -hmm.
1: I do love the idea of saying you went somewhere, even if you didn't (laughs) actually graduate. You just uh, visited the, the Harvard campus. I now would this count because I did go to Boston. Yeah, and I saw MIT. Were you on the campus? Could I say that I went to MIT? No, I didn't go on the campus. No, so you, not no. you were. Are you almost sure? At any point, you
3: were not within the boundaries of the campus of MIT. You almost Let's went to say MIT. Yes.
2: About, I almost? Oh no! I almost. Went I MIT. I almost went How about MIT. this? I almost got in. <laughs> I, I yeah.
3: had. Yeah. I'm an associate. Yes, I'm associated with the city that yes. where yeah. MIT is. Right. Yes. right. So uh, I had this idea, and Chuck
5: D'Amico loves it. Maybe we could do this on our rock shop. I don't know where it fits into the rock shop, but to have those Ivy League school T-shirts. But they're all spelled wrong. So Yale would be Ooh, like Y A I L.
1: Right. I love that. That's a great idea. Penn would just be with
5: one N. Harvard
3: H A R V E R D. I think we could get away with that, right?
1: Yeah.
5: There's been, really I, as,
3: I as long so. as it's done in the spirit. I think of uh, of uh, parody. Yeah. Uh, I think you could do that.
1: See, By the way, what's what's better? Uh, you know, not going to college. Going to college, you know, for five years or maybe postgraduate work, putting seven years, having a great career. Or not going to college at all and making a living out of saying.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the (laughs) latter. I honestly, I I went to four years of college, but I could have. It's already done, Case. Casey, that's just, just
1: community college. Oh, it says Harvard, V-E-R-D, Community College. But you'd want to make it exactly. I want it straight up crimson. That's red.
5: Okay. Want, uh, well, is crimson red or is that maroon? Crimson is a shade of red. I think
3: a college student would know
1: that. Yeah. Uh, I believe I believe Harvard's <laughs> yeah. color is maroon.
3: Yeah. 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 Uh, That's what I
1: want. I okay. want maroon. I could I have settled
3: to... for an associate's degree, which is just two years. And I, I hate to do it a lot of times when we get called to speak to students or whatever. and, oh and I God. And I have to always bring up the point that never once in my mm-hmm. life... Have I been asked if I've had any formal education whatsoever at all? Well, because I get paid to
1: say butthole. In mm-hmm. case you are interested, butthole. <laughs> um, <laughs> Here I am. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time Jack sells them for less, <laughs> I get a, I get a, I get a penny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so we'll start with the national universities and where the, our universities in our area ranked.
3: Um, I'm glad we're doing well, by the way. It's, it's, it, that means people it's a, coming here, sampling yeah. the area and perhaps moving into the area. Well,
4: And not leaving. And that, not leaving. But uh, that used to be a problem in the 90s where people would come to, to school here and then leave after they had graduated. But people stick around after uh, you know, graduating from college in this area.
1: Yep. So I have this list. Okay. So national universities. Uh, Thomas Jefferson University was 153rd on the list. Drexel was 97th on the list. That's where uh, our own
3: Sarah, we, we we first met Sarah, Jackson's producer oh. and uh, DJ extraordinaire. Yeah, Sarah uh, Parker. Yeah, yep.
1: Sarah Parker. She is a Drexel student. Uh, Penn State University is 57th. Okay. Wow. Lehigh University is 50th hmm. on the list. The engineers. Uh, and uh, Villanova is 46th. Now, those are the national universities. And these are different um, rankings, which are, uh, like, so public schools, it says, uh, which are are different than the national universities, which I I, I don't know the differences. We're we're too stupid um, to know. Yeah, exactly. So Temple came in 44th. Okay. University of Delaware, U of D, is uh, 39th, and uh, Penn State is 18th. So how is that? Where's
4: Penn on here? But, like, Penn State is public and national? I think Penn was on the first list, not Penn State. No, but it says
1: it says Penn State but, University. Oh, maybe maybe
5: they mistyped it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that might be a typo. That might it might be Penn was fifty seventh in the national university, but that also wouldn't make sense that's, either. That's high for an yeah. Ivy. Uh, yeah, you know what? I don't know. Um, so, and and I probably should, you know what? I should read these things ahead of time. (laughs) No, no, no. A graduate would read these things ahead of time. (laughs) Not a broadcaster. Here's the methodology behind the rankings. Things like student to faculty ratio, graduation rate, standardized test scores, and alumni donations. And weight. And weight how much the the buildings actually weigh. (laughs) have a lot to do with well, this. Well, that's no fair. Penn State's got more buildings than well, the most Well, that's of the other why ones.
3: it counts for its ranking. By
1: right. the way, as far as the number 1 uh school in the country, it's Princeton. Yeah. Princeton, Princeton University yeah. resides uh, as it has for the past 9 years as the top school in the nation. Many accolades. Beautiful um, beautiful campus too. In the Thank you. National in the liberal arts. See these—they have this split up. I don't know. This why. is stupid. In liberal arts category, Swarthmore College. These people learn. They need to learn how to write good gooder lists. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's because it was—it was kept in a different. It was kept uh, the 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 rankings. I have the rankings here per category. What the hell? But they left off the ones that were mentioned, aforementioned, in an article uh, that came before this. So what let me. The f-
7: is this? <laughs> All right,
1: I know what you're saying. What I wanted to do is go from the bottom up, okay? So I went straight to the list as a. The po- f- is that? Ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> We're um, doing well, is what you're saying, though. In general, this let, me, of let PH. me finish. Let me finish. Northmore College is number three. That's good. Okay, in the liberal arts category, and Penn is went from eighth to sixth on the national universities list. Now that was left off of the list that I was looking at Why? because it was mentioned in this part of the of the article.
5: I used to go to Swarthmore College all the time when I was a kid. I would, you know, I could ride my bike there. I loved that campus. It was just they have like a nice little walking trail, these woods behind it, this cool little grass and and stone
3: amphitheater, and and all the time while you're there, you're riding your bike on campus. They didn't come up to you and try to get you to enroll. I was, I was too young, man. I was too young. You at could the time. still see the gifts.
1: Uh, by the way, Penn is actually the lowest ranked of the other Ivy League uh, institutions, such as Harvard, Yale, and Columbia. Probably because it's
4: so far south,
1: uh, but it's uh, but it's sixth on the national university list. Uh, so liberal arts colleges. The other ones: uh, Dickinson's College is forty sixth, Lafayette is 39th. ninth, Franklin and Marshall College thirty eighth, uh, Bryn Mawr is twenty seventh, and Haverford College is 11th. Wow! Yeah. I
3: pass Haverford College all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had well, you're no practically idea. a member of the, of <laughs> yeah. the staff. Think, <laughs> yeah. and, in essence, I'm going there. Oh, Casey, I left this out. Yep. Ursinus, oh. yeah, is 82nd on this list of they're, national liberal arts Colleges.
5: Yeah, they're moving up. I got a uh, a little um, notification yesterday that they moved up like six or seven spots in this list. Ever since you left. Ever since I left,
3: <laughs> uh, it's they, moving up.
5: Now it's it's uh, it's
4: definitely a good school. And again beautiful campus. Why do you think it's moving up so much? Are the uh, endowment increased a lot or um, uh, any reason why that you know about? No, hang on. I got to they they look added up with endowment ways, ways, more. Yeah, ways more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah.
3: They actually just mm-hmm. brought Great. some boulders onto campus. <laughs>
1: uh, well,
5: it's grown in size, right? So when I was there, it was was uh, not as many students. It was less than 2,000 students. I don't know what enrollment is these days, but um, they, they have grown quite a bit. I mean, they've built new... Um, educational centers like when i was there as a communications major it was basically communications was like a shack in the corner of the uh of the campus and now they have this beautiful uh you know arts um Shop. building now with like a, you know a nice theater and black box and you know hmm. um i i just they they have um invested a lot of money
4: in um the the, the infrastructure of the, of the campus and that helps I think that's part of the reason why Villanova has moved up on the list, too, because they've um, expanded their campus quite a bit. Uh, if you drive down Route 30 through Villanova, it's now, amazing. It's, it's unreal. And all of that it's new housing like Villanova City. Yeah, I think it's about three hundred million dollars uh, of investment that they've put into the school and, and uh, all these new dorms, which are really nice and, and attracting students to come to that school in the first place.
1: By the way, what do what all uh, do the liberal arts encompass for subjects go? Roughly. Does anybody know?
4: Well, it, it, you can be in a liberal arts school and not be strong in engineering. But like uh, Lehigh, for example, is a really strong engineering school. So is Bucknell. But um, liberal, liberal arts, uh, as far as I understand, is um, more diverse. Uh, I
1: think
4: it's like, just
2: like a general. It's a Whitman sampler.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Whereas. Uh, you study candy. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing
2: really specific.
1: Okay. Right. All right. So, yeah, some schools will target engineering or target, you know. Yeah, very sp- – law. It's a foundational like that, yeah. sort of thing. I guess okay. you
3: could go on from there too. I'm
1: Regional universities on the list. Arcadia is 42nd. I love that uh, school. I Every time I come down 309,
3: looks yeah. like Hogwarts right yeah. there. the
1: castle. Uh, LaSalle University was 38th. And how about this at number 10? St. Joseph's University <clears throat> right down the street from us. Hamina Hamina. Number 10 on the list. That's pretty awesome. Historically, black colleges and universities in our area, Cheney University ranked 52nd in the country, and Lincoln University uh, finished 19th. Uh, public schools, as I said earlier, Temple is 44th, University of Delaware 39th, and Penn State 18th. Uh, now, it also ranked the best value, which is calculated by dividing colleges' overall rankings by their price and number of students receiving financial aid, among other factors. And the schools that uh, fell in our region in that category are Temple at 99th among uh, national universities, uh, Drexel, um, Villanova, uh, Penn, and Swarthmore. If you
3: look at the um, the prices for schools and tuition and how dramatically they have risen and
1: continue to rise, it's just staggering. That's why we started saving the moment our mm-hmm. children were born. For yeah. each child, we started setting up <laughs> accounts uh, education accounts and uh, investing in, and, you know, buying certain bonds and yeah. things like that. It's also yeah. why
2: counselors in the high schools are now advising right. that the kids go to a community college for the first two years, get your gen eds at a much cheaper price. That's what we're doing. And then you go away to college. Yep. Yeah, Which listen. is not typical, you know, what we're used to. It's not what, what kids are used to. But well,
3: you kids are graduating, a, Kathy, with crippling debt.
2: That's, it's a damn smart idea. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah. We, Come on, man. We're we're doing uh, community college. We're, you know, now my son wants to go. He wants to go away. He wants to go live in a dorm, in an apartment or something like that. And we're like, hang on a minute. Let's get you these. Can. Let's get these gen yeah. ed things out of the way. And then we, we started to discuss the amounts of money that are being paid here. And that kind of was the light bulb. What about he lives in the tool shed? We could do that. Yeah. We have one. There you go. Yeah. There where you have your own place. It's kind of like a dorm with a lot of tools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty wild, and, and when when you do have children, you know if you have a financial advisor, you can talk with them about projected yeah. uh, tuitions when they turn eighteen, and you know you can go off of state schools and the rate of inflation and what targeted that might be. And start to, to have a ballpark of when you what you want to save and how you want to save. And that will give you enough
3: time to get on the medication that, you're that gonna
1: you'll
3: need. I have a question for our
4: listeners because uh, I assume uh, many of them are Penn State graduates. And one model that I remember from when I was in high school and in college was that people would go to uh, satellite campuses for penn state right for two years and then go to penn state main campus uh for the last two years um and i i remember that at one point if you went to the satellite campuses it was cheaper so you could get, is it because could, they're in space nope no not satellite uh, in space satellites because oh, 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 yeah, on, you're man. only
5: paying for uh the education you're yeah. not paying room and board and all not those necessarily
4: those. because you could yeah. go to altoona and, some of them did have right. dorms like but penn state brandywine was not uh Right, main so campus, I don't, I don't yeah. know if that option still exists and if it's a way to get into main campus because, in, in theory, main campus is um, the better of all of the schools. And it's tougher Penn to get State. into as a right. freshman. Yeah, you can't get in necessarily get into Penn State main campus um, uh, right off the bat. You have to um, start out at one of the satellite campuses and then go there. I just had such a great
5: time my freshman and sophomore year. I wouldn't want to... <laughs> I wouldn't want to take that away from my children. It was so
3: much fun, and now I wasn't ready for it. Do you think of it more as an exercise in fun or an exercise in a higher education? Fun.
1: Okay. I had I, the best of all worlds because I had started in a trade and a career in radio, yeah. and one of my first jobs, my second job in radio, was <clears throat> about 45 minutes away from a college town from the University of Missouri, Columbia, which mm-hmm. is the, a, it's one of those college towns, like State College. Yeah. It's the town revolves around the school. And I had several friends who were going to school there while I was starting a career. So I would work, and then I would go party my ass off. There you go. Up in Columbia with them and not have to do any schoolwork. I, just have, to go, I just have to go to work home. Go to work work. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh I got the fun of college without the actual work of college. You know what sucks looking back on it is, is how much I wasted.
3: Yeah, Because I, like, I was a terrible college student for the first three years. <laughs> four years. Four do years, you know six what? years. I went to oh a commuter school, and I, I I, have to say, I, I learned from the – I mean, I got hands-on because I always knew exactly what I wanted to do. Radio, television, and film. It was a – there were two uh, – the school was um, – Architects and communications. That's how it broke. And I, uh, I, right from the get-go, and in a commuter school, you're not, like, hanging on campus all the time. Yeah. So I I was, it, it just really sort of cut to the chase. I'm glad I did that.
2: I got the best of both worlds, Steve. I went to school, and I learned like you did. Yeah. And I did a little of what Nick did, but I was able to uh, manage my time and uh, priorities and get through school in four years. I, just,
4: I went to a great school with incredible professors and access to and, uh, and this amazing knowledge, and I wasted it on bong hits and being home. Mm. Do you
3: know what they're saying, though, Nick? They actually did a survey, I think. I forget exactly what it is, about how much of the actual week a student who's living on campus actually devotes to learning. <laughs> And, and it's staggeringly low. When it should be low.
4: versus
3: yeah. what it actually is. Staggeringly low. But I mean, you know,
2: my senior year, like, you know, that's when you have all of your major classes. And yeah. it was something that I wanted to do, it was something that I enjoyed. And so it made it easy for me, mm-hmm. which left time. To go out every single night, come in at two a.m. and get to my eleven a, eleven a.m. class with my project that was already done or yeah. prepared for a test. If it's like something I, you want to do? I, yeah, I, I knew it. I liked yeah. it. So yeah. I, it that's it. If
1: if
3: you love if you love or you're you're pointed at something you really are interested in, it's going to make a world of difference. That's why that idea. If you don't know what you're going to do and you want to get at least get the stuff out of the way to community college and not, I mean, when a kid graduates. And they've got basically a house mortgage to pay off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to
1: kill them for years. Being the father of, of teenagers, it's wild because, you know, uh, my son is like I was at that age. I don't know. what I want I want to be a rock star. Can I go to school for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty sure. much all I wanted to do. He wants to play video games and to be a professional video gamer or something <laughs> like that. I don't know if he wants to do that. But, um, but there are some kids who are... It's just in them. They know what they want to do at like 15, 16, 17 years old. That wasn't me. That's not my kids. And so we got to get out there and feel it out and figure Figure out out. something that's going to happen. But I've I've talked to some people who are like, you know, I want to be, I want to learn American Sign Language and I want to, uh, I want to train these individuals and blah, blah, blah. And I want to work as a therapist or I want to be an engineer in this field of things. And, and, you know, and here's what A, B and C and D that I need to do. Mm -hmm. it And they're doing this on their own. I'm amazed by that. So it's. It's impressive. Oh, that and it's was also me. depressing yeah. when you go, Dear God, let my child find a career. Please, <laughs> N-D-O-P- God, N-D-O-P- find <laughs> a career. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nick, do you have a degree from Bucknell? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, I, I went. And you to it. your
1: point, when I went
4: back to graduate, I I was into it. I really wanted to be there. I worked really hard. I got the best grades I ever got in college because it was I was paying for it at that point too, which is a, an incentive. And and I took advantage of the classes and the the knowledge. So I was into being a student by the time I finally graduated. Yeah, I forty. <laughs> yeah,
5: I uh, I was just actually talking about this on Saturday. Like I would have been the same student no matter where I went to school. So like you know Harvard. Well, no because. <laughs> What I was into in high school was theater and arts and all that sort of right. stuff. And for some reason, I went to a sinus. That's where my brother and sister went. I probably should have gone somewhere else that was more about, you know, theater and performance and stuff like that. Um, but I probably would have gotten into the same stuff wherever I would have gone right. to college. That, right. You know, so, you know, they say wherever you go, there you are. That, that, that would have been me. So okay. I, I definitely, I was somehow able to graduate in four years, but. Uh, wasn't for a lack of
1: partying,
3: Nick. Yes, it was a two-year school. <laughs> yes, <a> about <laughs> was
1: it was you. Oh, hang on, uh, asking about satellite campuses. And, yeah, the and Penn everything. State Main versus right. Penn State Satellite and the cost associated. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning.
6: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, um,
1: buddy? What's
6: going on? Uh, I went to Penn State Brandywine back hmm. then. It was Penn State Delco. So it was early 2000s, and they are incorporating so many four-year degrees there um, that they're trying to keep people away from in campus for cost-wise and people, you know, because a lot of people don't want to go up to such a big campus. Uh, the biggest class that I had down there, Brandywine, was 65. And so they're incorporating more four-year programs, one for cost, for people that don't want to go away from home, but uh, Brandywine just put in dorms, too. So some of these satellite campuses are getting dorms to give it the full college experience. Wow, And, and they also do incorporate a lot of programs that allow you to go up to the main campus and experience the large college life, but still stay at satellite.
4: Does it still cost the same, Mike?
6: Uh, well, the satellite campuses, yeah. Um, I care. I don't know what the tuition is. I mean, obviously, you're going to be paying a lot more tuition-wise if you have the boarding there. But it's you know, it's the difference. Back when I was there, it was oh god, what was it? Um, I think it was eight. Eight thousand a year, something like that, for the satellite. I can't remember exactly, but main campus at the time was seventeen to
1: eighteen thousand. Right. Oh
6: so
3: my god. Big difference.
1: <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right. Interesting. I want to go to another call. Uh, who uh, wants to mention about being on the satellite campus? John, you're on the air. Good morning, John. Good morning. You guys rock. Hi. Hey! Man. What's up? It says you went to uh, Penn State Abington.
6: Yes, sir. So I went to Penn State Abington back in around 2011 to 13. And anybody who's thinking about going to community college beforehand, going to like a an actual university type thing, uh, I'd recommend either doing that or going to a branch campus uh, like in the Penn State dynamic because I saved. I can't even tell you how much money. It was so much easier to ease into the college life at main campus because of it. And like Mike just said, you can get a four-year degree at Abington. So if you wanted to turn around and go there for four years because you loved it so much, there's no pressure for you to leave.
3: Honestly, if, honest. if if people, you know, if if like you can know ahead of time that you can get at least some of that experience, but but not be saddled with this crushing debt once you're out, uh, that would be well yeah. worth it.
1: Yeah,
6: hundred percent,
3: hundred
1: percent. Thanks, John. I wonder if the if the main campus universities are starting to see a little bit of uh erosion from uh because of people doing that plan or, so. or or colleges in general well, the, because I'm hearing more and more people doing yes the, the the satellite campus or the uh or or the community college or thing.
3: trade schools yeah. that what used to be all oh, you wanna if you know what you want to do and you you know oh, yeah. and, and and you want to get it there's there's absolutely for some reason, there was this proceed well, you've, listen, if you're going to be a surgeon, yeah, you probably need to go to medical school. Right. But if you're going to go to some other stuff that you're that you're into, that you want to do, there's absolutely no reason you can't go directly to a trade school.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go to, uh, sorry, I'm going to go to Chrissy next. Chrissy, good morning.
10: Morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? <laughs> What's up, Chrissy? Hey, um, I was calling. uh, First, I went to Penn State, uh, you know, many years ago. I graduated in 97. So you guys do the math. I can't anymore. But um, and I went to main campus when I went to Penn State. It was the norm was everybody going to Penn State. You're going to main campus. Um, And now I have two daughters in high school. And it seems like we talk to all their friends. Nobody's going to main campus. Like I say, oh, somebody says they're going to Penn State. And I, I say, where, you know, where are you going? Main campus? No, they're all going to satellites like that. That almost now seems to be more the norm because it is so difficult to get into main campus. I mean, it is tough to get into and the cost. It just seems like everybody is choosing that as the norm for their first two years, at least, just to get that cost down out of the way in the beginning. So if you can do so, two
3: years, then if you end up in a situation where what you're taking or what your um, your your path is can allow you to be at the satellite for four years, the savings has – I mean, uh, uh, estimates of like 50% cheaper. I mean, it's pretty right, amazing. Right.
10: Yeah, and, and I was able to go to Maine because I went to main campus. I was in the honors college, so I got a half tuition scholarship. And you had to go. So being in the honors college at that time, you had to go to Maine campus.
2: Couldn't to you start have,
10: off the bat? So that's the way. Oh, thanks, but
3: couldn't you have just underperformed a little bit so you could have stayed in the satellite? Uh,
4: yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Wait, Chrissy, let me ask you this though: Do you think that your daughters are? Your, do you think your daughters are going to miss out at all um, by not being on Maine?
10: It's a little bit of each. It all, I think it depends on the kids. Now, first of all, I applaud you, Preston, for saving for your kids because our, we've talked to our financial advisor for years, and we basically said, look, we're either going to retire or they're going to college. Yeah, we <laughs> need to
8: retire. So
10: they're on their own. We've told them wow. we'll help them all we can, but yeah. we'll do what we can. But we had to – they gotta I put myself through. I went to Penn State. I put myself completely through on my own. So I'm, they're going to have to figure it out and do what they have to do. But – You know, I think – and kids are all different. You know, some people may do better in the smaller thing to start because it's smaller. Penn State is huge, you know, and it's not the only one. You know, all these these big universities, the state schools, it's huge, and some people can't function in that. They don't do really well. And
3: to that point, Chrissy, I think why as a society do we frown on the life of a nomad? (laughs) Uh, you know who just (laughs) wanders remember that used to be a thing to do to wander from town to town Chrissy what was
4: your biggest class on main campus how many people
10: oh my gosh I mean the forum I don't know how many hundred fit in that building let me put it this way when I went I was engaged to my husband going to college when i went he would go visit, he would come visit me he would sit in class and he, nobody even knew he was there nobody cared he was com- in all in classes with me it was hundreds in the form you go so in your first two years and it was huge 100
3: hundreds of kids in a class it takes an hour and a half to take attendance yeah i mean there were <laughs> i my friend
4: uh, i had several friends from my school that went there and they would routinely have classes especially earlier on uh, freshman and sophomore years there were 6 and 700 people yeah. in a class in one class
10: yeah.
3: you, i'm yeah. sorry that you, you you lose out on the personal touch
10: exactly whatever exactly. that means yeah, you don't
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chrissy. I appreciate it.
3: Uh, it's too much to worry about. God,
1: you know what our, I did? None of our cats are going to college, by the way, Preston. <laughs> I did uh, I did one year of college, uh, University of Missouri-St. Louis, and, and when I'm sitting here thinking about the lack of everything I did and the fact that I'm paying for my kids' education. Yeah. I need to write my parents a check. Yeah, <laughs> I never really even thought about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. really, I need to give them that money back. Because yeah. I, I did nothing. I did nothing. nothing yeah. Well, I
2: remember when it hit me um, that they paid for it. And I was like, they didn't have to do that. Right, you know, right. like I had that mentality where like, of course you have to. You're my parents and I'm going to college. I'm not paying for it, right, you know.
1: Right. Look at all you get in me.
2: <laughs> but I Chrissy, remember,
1: she's like, they're going to have to pay
2: for it. Yeah, I, I remember mean, when that. it hit and I was like, oh and that's yeah. when I started like you know just paying for things for them and uh, saying yeah. okay you don't have to pick up that anymore. Jim
4: yeah. Antez is a big Penn State guy. He's our sales manager and he just texted me. He's had one class that he took had 800 people in it at Penn State.
1: Whoa! Yeah. Wow. Alright well anyhow the U.S. News and World Report has released a list of best colleges. If you're interested there's plenty in our area which is at least good because it's nearby. We're going to have to take a break. We're going to do that very thing right now. We'll come back in just a moment. we got a lot of stuff yet to give away this morning so we'll make sure that you have a chance to win something. Stay put.
0: Thank
1: you, Kathy, and thank you to Liberty Union Bar and Grill. They have uh, two locations, uh, one in Chester Springs and one in Kimberton, and they feature Americana casual comfort foods, outdoor seating, weekly live entertainment, and uh, home of the Free Tater Tots. How about that? Free tater tots? That's what it says right well, here on my coffee. Well, their copy. food's delicious, and I'm a fan of the tot. Uh, I just had the baked Colorado flatbread. It is fantastic, man. Uh, so it's got uh, ground lamb, sauteed mushrooms, caramelized onions, blue cheese, crumbles, mozzarella cheese, and hemp seeds. I am in love with that. So good. Did you try the hummus? I did not try the hummus.
3: Wonderful. Excellent.
1: Well, they have that and many more things to tickle your fancy. And I have a $25 gift card right now to call number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. So if it's called, don't forget the uh, Thursday night Bud Light, Premium, uh, I'm sorry, Blood Light, Bud Light Platinum Thursday night is taking place. It's the Huddle event. Uh, Brent Porsche will be at the location in, uh, da, 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 da. hang on a second here, Chester Springs. Uh, tomorrow from 7 to 9. So stop by and Perfect. a lot of great stuff you can win. And some wonderful Bud Light specials as well. I also want to mention one last chance for you to text in the word SECRET to 39333. Chance to win tickets to Philly Burger Brawl uh, this Sunday. New location, the Navy Yard. Uh, and you'll, uh, we'll bounce a word back to Alaska to call in with that word in a little while. Designate a caller wins, and also we'll grab a random texter to win as well. Now, we have a guest who's in the studio, but we're going to do the Bizarre File first.
0: No. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. Bizarre. bizarre File.
1: And this morning is brought to you by BHCU. Join your Delaware County Credit Union and Casey Boy this Thursday From 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at BHCU in Ridley Park, you can enjoy free food, drinks, and giveaways, federally insured by NCUA. Well, when you've been in a relationship with someone for a number of years, you can't exactly blame someone for thinking that they know everything about their partner, including their family history. However, one woman has had her entire world turned upside down after the results of a DNA test. They reveal that her, and her husband, her husband is actually her first cousin. Oh, oh, man. In an emotional letter, the woman explained how her and her husband grew up in the same small town. The mom, who had has a uh, two-year-old son with her husband, decided to buy her uh, partner a DNA test for his birthday. However, the results have ended up, quote, poisoning her marriage as the couple struggle to come to terms with the fact that they're related. I have something to tell you. Slurpee's your first cousin. Uh, she wrote...
7: <laughs> Slurpee?
1: <laughs> you know how these towns are.
7: Yeah. She wrote,
1: the results came back saying that we are actually first cousins on the paternal side. Oh, boy. The news unsettles me and has left my husband's world in tatters. Uh, to make My ma- world is tattered. Uh, to make matters even more confusing, the couple now suspects that this revelation could mean the husband's father was unfaithful to his wife. Uh, She said his parents have been married for 30 years and my husband has always held his mother close to sainthood. Uh, The woman then went on to explain how her father-in-law is always boasting about how he married the first girl he ever kissed. Describing how uh, the upsetting news has affected her husband, the woman added, he will not talk about this to me. We are sleeping in separate rooms and it is starting to affect our son. The secret is poisoning my marriage, and I'm terrified it will blow up the rest of our family. How did the sun come out? Uh, Any I issues? Know. I don't know. Unsurprisingly, really the woman is cautious about confiding in her own family for fear that it will get back to her husband. That's tough. That's yeah. tough.
5: I knew somebody who loved their cousin. Loved their And I don't want to indicate whether it was a boy or a girl. The forbidden love. They but were in love with her. they huh? had slept together. And uh, the other... And this person was heartbroken at the fact that they couldn't be together. It was...
1: Wow. Interesting. we really in love.
5: Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Owners of the Wild Wilderness drive Through Safari in Arkansas responded to a widely circulated video showing a pony in a bear enclosure apparently being pinned down by a bear. The video began circulating over the weekend and was shot by a visitor. It appeared to show a pony in the enclosure pinned to the ground by the bear... Officials at the safari said the pony named Piper was fine after her bear encounter. And were they in love? And had been checked by a vet. They also said that they would conduct an internal review of the incident. The pony was one of several, along with other uh with several goats that were in the enclosure to help trim the grass. Yeah, we were just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I wasn't gonna need a pony for Christ's sake. Uh ponies, donkeys, antelope. I like but- salmon. And other animals are often used to clear out vegetation and overgrowth in animal enclosures. Said so the, they send ponies into the bear cage? Yes, yeah, said the co owner, Charles Wilmoth. Uh, he said the animals are used instead of lawn mowers and weed trimmers. You we send those rabbits into the lion enclosure. Uh, according to the veterinary hospital, they were called to check on the horse, and the horse is doing, quote, really good. Where are all the ducks we put in the piranha tank? Uh, Wilmoth <laughs> said that they have been doing this for years. And expect to continue the practice, though they will keep a closer eye on the animals. He said something like this uh, hadn't happened before. You know how they wrestle, <clears throat> like a crocodile. Well, you see it all the time wrestling with zebras. A you, an unusual case of fraud was uncovered in Tokyo when 34-year-old uh, Yazuki. Taniguchi was arrested for having stolen the credit card information of over 1,300 people and used it to make purchases online. But the interesting part is how this person stole the credit card numbers. According to police, Taniguchi worked the register part-time at a mall. Whenever a customer would pay by credit card, the suspect actually memorized their 16-digit number, name, expiry date, and security code all in the time it took to process their purchase uh, using an apparent photographic memory. Well, if you have that capability, you could probably be successful in other things that don't involve theft. Well, he could retain all the information until after the transaction when he could jot it down. Thank you, sir. bad boy. Following (laughs) the arrest, uh, police found a notebook containing the hundreds of names and numbers and are currently linking them to past incidents to determine the scope of his alleged crimes. That just
3: blows my mind, the ability to remember. I mean, you know, you know any of the numbers on any of your credit cards? No, no. My, my wife I'm goes. sure there's a seven in there. So. I know my code.
1: <laughs> yeah, your code. The yeah, three-digit code, code. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that, yeah that, that one I, I do got know. down pat. Right. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Okay, so this morning we are welcoming a guest, uh, welcoming a guest to the show from the uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Uh, and she is one of the head honchos that you'll find there. And this is in conjunction with the Big Climb Philly. And we would like to welcome Alyssa Brookstein to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, Alyssa. Good morning. Nice to have you here today. What is your uh, title with the uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society?
8: I am the campaign specialist of Big Climb Philly, otherwise known as the lead of Big Climb Philly. The okay. Lead.
1: All right. So this, for those who may not may not be familiar, this is a really uh, cool event that takes place where people climb the stairs at the Comcast Tower. No. How many floors? FMC Tower. FMC Tower. Yeah, yeah, not the Comcast Tower. Yeah. I thought it was. Com- was uh, that another year?
4: They may have done it there one
1: year. Yeah, okay, but then the that's last, it, yeah.
4: last two okay. years it's been uh, FMC, which is the really tall building uh, right near 33 Station in okay. um, uh, on that side of the river.
1: Oh, all right. How many floors are we talking? Oh, man. 48,
4: right?
8: 47 floors, 88 yeah. steps.
1: Wow. Okay. And um, you're here, actually, to present something to the show, I believe.
8: I am. I'm here to present three things to the show. Uh, so, LLS has our National Media Awards every year. And this year, we would like to present three awards to all of you. No so, of course, to Nick McElwain for his incredible efforts for promoting Big crime
4: Nick has a personal connection. Yeah, my nephew Luke has leukemia, and um, he was diagnosed about two years ago. And so this is a really cool honor because we worked really hard. I'd done some work with LLS in the past because it's a great organization, and LLS Philly does a lot of terrific work in our area. But I didn't have a personal connection until Luke was diagnosed. And um, the thing that you don't know about uh, leukemia is, uh, or I didn't know anyway, was how much it it can affect everybody in your family, all of your friends, and, and it's just this awful, terrible diagnosis but then you learn about organizations like LLS and you find about the support that's uh, offered out there what they can do for people in our area what they can do for families and really just um, spending money on uh, people who need it and families who need it so it's a great honor and it's a really cool thing excellent
1: all right and so an award for Nick
8: and yes, and WMMR oh nice and hey we work there 93.3 <laughs> WMMR and the Preston and Steve show. yeah
1: the hell did we do oh we we promoted it we helped promote yeah so uh that's wonderful what are plans for next year do you have date yet or anything or is Are you just okay
8: we do we officially launched big climb philly on monday it's going to be on saturday april 18th at the fmc tower at sierra center south it's presented by the fmc corporation
3: what date is that again because every time you've had it it's been there's been nine other events that day. It's actually so, earlier this year. Yeah, it's, it seems to be earlier.
8: It's earlier. It's Saturday. It's December twenty fifth. No. <laughs> no.
1: <Go ahead. laughs> what is it?
8: April eighteenth. Saturday, April eighteenth. All right. Mark your calendars.
1: Yeah. I'm at, putting you in right now. That's uh that's a great event. And uh we're we're happy to be on board and help out. And obviously you guys do amazing work at the Leukemia Lymphoma Society and uh there's so many people that are affected by that, so more research, more Uh, support and, you know, as much help as we can get, we'll try to send that way. Thank you. So, well, thank you for the thank award. You. That's awesome. That beautiful. is very nice. Do we have uh, like plaques or something? Oh, we awesome! Do. Nice. And this
4: That's is a, this beautiful. is a, a really cool thing because it's a national award. It's not just from LLS Philly and LLSPA. It's this is from the, the Leukemia and Lymphoma wow. Society of the country, which beautiful. is which is a neat thing to have. So, thank you, Alyssa, and Thank you guys for all the work. It's you really do. It's
3: really nice. We we just got an award from the the Red Cross and and all of this stuff. And it's but I mean any of this stuff that we get is really because people aren't our are, uh you know people listen and participate so thanks yes, to everyone exactly. who participates in this we're, we're just the name on the plaque but uh you know if it's a cash award obviously we'd be taking that <laughs> yeah we, <laughs> would that. we would take that right, but, but, we're
1: just uh, a nonprofit. profit thank you so much we appreciate course, it thank you. and uh you know we'll get ready for next year as we get a little bit closer and get the word out so awesome. we appreciate you're it. in the calendar already great. Alyssa brookstein yeah. Yeah. Kini Limpoma Society, Philadelphia. We are going to take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us.
6: Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back
1: with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We made an announcement earlier this morning. It's MMR's. Money shark competition that is on the way. This is your opportunity to win a thousand dollars. It happens five times a day, Monday through Friday, and maybe, maybe you can win.ter You can also win the ten thousand dollar grand prize.
3: So there was a time
1: when the bird was the word, and now it is a money shark. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, so it's the MMR Money Shark, uh, and it begins. Our, our first day is this coming Monday. Uh, So the time of day you need to tune in, 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m., and we announced the key word for that hour. We've done contests like this before, and the reason we're doing it again is because we love them, and uh, it's a chance for you to, and a lot of people walk away winning some money. So there are three different ways you can enter to win once we give you that code word. Uh, So number one, you can go to the MMR app on your mobile device, enter through that way or on the contest page at WMMR.com, or you can text it to us. There's a special number. We'll give you that next week. Now, if you do enter via the app or WMMR.com, you'll be entered to win the $10,000 grand prize. That's the way you That's want to awesome. do it if you want to yeah. have a shot at the $10,000. And every time you enter, every time you play, it'll be another entry in for the $10,000. Uh, so keep that in mind. It starts on Monday, and like I said, five times a day, 8, 11, one, 4, and 6. And it's brought to you by Horizon Services.
5: I love the song "Baby Shark." By the way, it doesn't it doesn't grate on me at all. Nick, there's a player for the nas- Nationals, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Preston his his uh, batter up song is "Baby Shark." That's great, and that's the, wonderful. The, the The whole stadium like loves it, and I think like Philly fans want to hate on it, but it's like, dude, people are having
1: fun. Yeah, you I, know what I mean, I uh, the, so I don't hate it yes. either. Yeah. but it is absolutely. I think it's one of the most earwormy songs that's ever been created because one person can just go baby shark doo 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 and doo-doo, that's doo-doo. it for the and rest then, of the day. like yeah, and uh, 2 3 hours later mm-hmm. you you wonder why you're singing
3: it. It just has that effect. You broke down the mechanics of it. There was a study as to why that was such an earworm song and it yeah. and it satisfies all the sonic elements required to uh make it not only a children's hit, but a device of torture in North Korean prisons.
1: But it's fun. I kind of, I, I kind of wish my kids were younger, so because you know they, we, we never got it. So yeah. were singing it in the car or anything like that together. I kind of wish we had that. My kids
5: liked it, but not because they were of that age. It was uh, to them, it was a goofy song. It was a goofy YouTube song. Did you see the pineapple pen guy? Yep. Uh, that that whole thing. They just thought it was funny. Do you think
1: Saint might cover it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to talk to the fellas. We're, practi- we're practicing tomorrow night. That could yeah. be fun. Why not? That would be fun. That could be a lot of fun. With a heavy drum beat. Yeah. I don't know if they like to do fun stuff like that. or No? no. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm game. We can work All on right. it. All, All right. Cool. We'll see. All right. Let's do uh, the lesson question for today. And the question that I have for you is, what is the name of our scuba diving alpaca? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. By the way, we're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR presents Collective Soul. Thursday, October 3rd, the Excite Center at Parks Casino. So once again, what is the name of the scuba diving alpaca? true. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we're going to do this little thing we call the Hollywood Trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Gwinnett Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living. Check out their evening uh, open house on Tuesday, September 17th. To learn more about their excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service, you can sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. What's going on, Steve? Well, Jennifer Lopez nearly
3: falling off a balcony while attending the Toronto International Film Festival. Fortunately, Lopez was saved by the immediate deployment of her ass bags. <laughs> oh, she's Fueling rumors that things have gotten serious, Miley Cyrus and Caitlin Carter have moved into a Hidden Hills home together. Apparently, things are going so well that they now have a dog groomer coming by twice a week to shave their tongues. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, according to GossipCop.com, 36-year-old Scott Tissick and 21-year-old Sophia Richie are rumored to be growing apart over the er- their age difference. Apparently, Dis- Disick Excuse me, has grown frustrated with Richie not knowing any of the people he references, like, for example, Scott Disick.
1: <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All righty, uh, we shall see if you were paying attention to this morning's program. What's the name of the scuba diving alpaca? That is our question, and I will go to Danny. See if Good he knows morning, the answer. President. Hey, Danny, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How
6: about you,
1: friend? Good. I'm doing wonderful. I'll do it better, even if you can tell me the name of our scuba diving alpaca. His name is Bluefar. Uh, Yeah,
7: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. It may have sounded like Bluthar. It was Luthar. And, uh, Danny, for you, we have a pair of tickets as MMR presents Collective Soul. They're playing Thursday, October 3rd at the Excite Center. (coughs) Excuse me, at Parks, Casino. Tickets are on sale now via parkscasino.com. 21 and over concert event. Keep that in mind. We're going to do music news. Tonight. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah. 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 I had three testicles. <laughs> he's in tomorrow. I heard he's coming by. The Pennsylvania Ear Institute of Salus University brings you music news, and they offer quality care for your hearing and balance needs. Their expert audiologist will help you hear your best. For more information, visit salisuhealth.com slash P-E-I. Well, it's official. The announcement was made yesterday. Green Day, Fall Out Boy, and Weezer are joining forces for the Hella Mega Stadium Tour, which will kick off in Europe. Uh, that'll be June of next year and then hit North America after that. And they will wrap up their very last show, August 29th, at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Yet another tour that's going to wrap up here. Uh, the opening act for the entire tour will be the Interpreters. They'll play first every night, followed by Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and then Green Day will close out the show. Is it the Interpreters or the Interrupters? Oh, I'm sorry, the inter- Interrupters, you're correct. Yes. And
3: this is one year from now, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't so that crazy?
1: All three bands were scheduled at press time to play a special preview gig on Tuesday night. So last night at the Whiskey A Go-Go in L.A., I didn't get any details on that as of yet, but no. I don't know if it happened or not. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong said the tour was his band's idea, explaining we talked about how we weren't really wanting to do stadiums and do something that was like a throwback to the Monsters of Rock tour. Uh, There was, of course, Fall Out Boy and Weezer, and now we're stoked. So So, this video present that's showing up here, is this a deep fake video
3: of... uh... Anchorman, because it yeah. looks it looks like that's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it probably is. So it's a video. I guess these are the band members. Yeah, well, from F- Fallout Boy, we have uh, Billy. Yeah, there he is. Yeah,
3: yeah as uh, um, having a brain fart here for Anchorman. And let's see who else the uh, the collective is. But it's the rest of the cast. But they're inserted into it. Yeah, it's it's got to be deep fake stuff. Yeah,
1: looks like it. All three bands have released new songs to promote the tour, by the way. Green Day's uh, Father of All comes from the trio's new album of the same name, which arrives February 7th. Weezer's new song, The End of the Game, which we played earlier this morning, uh, comes from its um upcoming LP, Van Weezer. (laughs) I love that. Which will come out May 15th. And Fallout Boy's new tune, Dear Future, Hands Up, will appear on its upcoming uh, compilation album, Greatest Hits. Believers never die. Uh, Bush frontman Gavin Rosdale says that the band's next studio album, The Mind Plays Tricks on You, is tentatively due early next year. It was recently recorded at Los Angeles studio with film composer composer Tyler Bates, who has previously worked with Marilyn Manson. Rosdale added that he hopes to uh, release another single before the LP arrives following the recent track, Bullet Holes. And that had appeared on the soundtrack to the movie John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. Have you seen that yet? Nope. Ah, you'll love it. Rob Zombie guitarist John Five, Johnny Five, says that uh, Zombie's upcoming studio album uh, said it's heavy, very heavy. He says, just as heavy. It's just a heavy zombie record with great hooks. It's very, very musical and a hard hitting zombie record. He said, I think that. People are really going to dig it. I'm a zombie fan, and if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is brutal. I'm really excited about this. Uh, the new Rob Zombie album is going to follow up 2016's the Electric Warlock Acid Witch Satanic Orgy <laughs> Celebration Dispenser. <laughs> I and, love that title. Uh, the second consecutive effort to feature Zombie and uh, Johnny Five alongside bassist Peggy, Piggy D and drummer Ginger Fish. Uh, so apparently it's going to be insanely heavy, according to him. And that's music news. Here's what we need. we got to get a winner for our secret text word, which means we need a number caller. Kathy, who do you want it to be?
2: 16. All right, let's get
1: caller 16 on the line at 215-263-WMMR, and you get uh, the prize if you give me the correct secret text word. We'll be back in just a moment. Letter of the Day, Word of the Week prize. Brent Porsche, find out what's up next. Stay with us.
9: Huge Philly concert event. Get ready for Green Day. Mm-hmm. Weezer. fallout boy the hella mega tour 2020 saturday august 29th at citizens bank park almost a year away but hella worth the wait join us for a night on the diamond under the stars tickets on sale next friday at 10 a.m via ticketmaster.com get details now at wmmr.com including a concert pre-sale and the skinny on the new music from each band green day Weezer fallout boy august 29th 2020 at the ballpark from 93 3 w m m r everything that rocks
1: we were looking for caller number 16 and i had that caller on the line for the secret text word it's rob hey rob how are you hey you guys Rob. thanks Woo-hoo! rob appreciate it so give me that secret text word sir relish relish, relish. 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 you got it man Absolutely correct. And since you got that right, hang in line because we're going to get your information. We're going to give you a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl this Sunday. A new location, the Navy Yard. One of your judges is going to be Steve Morrison. And Casey. And you can taste unlimited samples of burgers from the top restaurants in the city. Proceeds go to fund for the School District of Philadelphia. nonprofit, profit uh, uh, supporting school literacy through technology and tickets are on sale now for com. For more information, WMMR.com. We also grabbed a random texter, and that is uh, Jim Jewell, who is from Pittman, New Jersey. So Jim's going to get tickets to the Burger Brawl, too. I know you made the secret text word relish today. Casey, you ever have relish on your burgers?
5: Uh, yeah. I yeah, like I, relish. I don't burgers. like sweet relish. I like like a dill relish.
1: Okay. But there, what's, what's
5: embarrassing is, is uh, I came up with the secret text word today. When I saw it written on our little call screener board... I was like, real-ish.
3: I'm like, what is it? It's not, <laughs> That's even, a not even a word. Not even See, a
7: word. it happens.
3: <laughs> you know what happens, though, each year with, with the burger brawl and the judging case? I know we, we sort of feel the same way. Sometimes, ah, they're putting too much on this. Or they're putting too much. They're getting yeah. too creative. And I tend to go with the more conservative type, regular classics that make a great burger. And then somebody pulls something out yeah. on a burger, and they're putting on stuff that you would not even s- suspect. And, and it's like... Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I guess this does work.
5: Yeah, I've had a, a few interesting ingredients on a burger. What I don't like is when your accoutrement overpowers the taste of the burger. You've
3: got to have the taste. You've got to be mm-hmm. able to taste the the beef and also the, the bread. The roll is yeah. vital, and you have to be good with that. Otherwise, if, if those are in place, you're yeah. good to go. It's why,
5: and this might be sacrilege to say, I, I actually don't prefer bacon on my burgers because the bacon is such... Uh, it overpowers an the beef. overpowering flavor yeah. that um, you know. I, I and I used to be a bacon burger guy.
1: Interesting. No, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a big bacon burger guy.
5: Hey, you know what my mom does? <laughs> what does your
1: mom do? As I was about to move on to something else, go ahead.
5: I wanted to ask if you do this. <laughs> yes. uh, she instead of buying just regular ground beef at the supermarket, she goes to the butcher and gets beef cubes and has them ground them twice. Beef cube? No, I've never heard of that before. I'm telling you, it's the way to go, bro. Okay, all right, <laughs> bro dozer for reals. For real. <laughs>
3: she gets beef cubes and has them what?
5: Has them ground, ground twice, right? Because she says that your regular ground meat that you get at the supermarket, which is fine and uh, and dandy, but uh, it is allowed to have a certain amount of of like bones and stuff in it.
3: And she likes the bones. And she does she not like, like, the like the bones.
5: bones. She does not. She sure likes the meat, but she don't like <laughs> the bones. <laughs> the other way around. Christ. But move along, Preston. we so about so many article? things yes. in that break.
1: I don't even know. <laughs> All right, that was fine and dandy. Thank you, Casey. Uh, I would like to do a couple of thank yous. I want to thank, uh, let's see, Alyssa Brookstein and the. Lucas- yeah! Yeah! the uh, Society for being here this morning, and she gave us a couple of awards in conjunction with the Big Climb Philly. Nick got one, the radio station got one, the Preston and the Steve show got one, and that's a national radio award. It's so. very
4: nice. Our national media partner award, which is cool,
1: so thank you guys.
4: April 18, 2020, if you'd like to be a part of the team, we will take sign-ups now. And Steve, thanks for putting that on your calendar already. Yes.
1: Thank you to Liberty Union Bar and Grill. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's good food. Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle taking over a different neighborhood bar every Thursday night this football season. Visit WMMR.com to learn when the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is coming to your neighborhood. We will be at, uh, or actually, our, the gentleman that's sitting next to me here, Brent Porsche, and a couple of calendar girls in the MMRB are going to be at Liberty Union Bar and Grill in Chester Springs tomorrow night. Uh, and that is from 7 to 9. They have $3 Bud Light drafts, $3 Bud Light Platinum bottles. And uh, Brent's going to have your chance to win some stuff, too, right? Yeah, we're going to have Eagles-Lions tickets for their September 22nd game down at the Link. And we're also going to have a Zach Ertz
0: autograph football. Nice. And of course, our brand-new uh, Thursday Night Huddle uh, Bud Light Platinum T-shirts to throw out there as well.
3: Do you know what girls are going to be with you for the calendar? Not yet, yeah. no. Okay. Mm. Uh, why don't we do the Letter of the
1: Day, my man? Yeah. Here we go.
0: Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter.
1: All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter E... As in E. Sorry.
5: Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
7: yeah.
1: You can sense the time.
3: passion. Yeah. All right, and we do have, a, <laughs> we have
1: a pair of tickets to both local tool shows. So, the Wells Fargo Center, November 18th, that's sold out. And Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, Friday, November 22nd. And a limited amount of tickets remain for that particular show in AC. So, we give that away in two days, which is pretty cool. Uh, in Fort Pierre the whole week. Which yes, you got uh, sir. going on today, man.
0: Uh, workforce blocks. As we wrapped up the A to Z, I believe during the overnight, uh, we got workforce blocks today of Aerosmith. Since yesterday was Joe Perry's birthday, uh, we're doing Audio Slave because today is the anniversary of the formation of Audio Slave, huh. and uh, yesterday was the 44th anniversary of the release of Kiss Alive. So we're going to do a live <sighs> Kiss block wow. coming up in the workforce blocks. Uh, plus more
5: tickets to see Shine down at the Hard Rock next weekend, and Robert
1: Plant and Nathaniel Rateliff at the Man this upcoming Tuesday. Oh man, it should be good. Thank you very much much, Brent. And I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, has been brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also, Winter Airport Parking, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. And by Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card and you can bring a workout buddy with you every single visit. Uh, tomorrow on the program, we're going to have a uh, comedian, Matt uh, Browner, on the show. We're going to have Gritty in the studio tomorrow morning. How about that? Yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool. And if that wasn't enough, Gary Lauer is fine. Uh, yeah. All right. Have we ever teased that Gary Lauer will be on our show <laughs> yeah, before? Yeah, we have. Have we? Okay, well, uh, he's arriving in eight- a
2: three tests. Well,
1: they need to bring a Dave's limo to fit his third testicle. I know. Uh, so he's getting. Are we
2: picking him up in a limo? He's riding in oh, style. Kathy, are you kidding? He arranged it himself. <laughs> I
7: had three testicles.
5: He arranged it. I, we are not paying for this. Okay. We're not paying the tip. <laughs> right. None of it. Okay. I got a call from Dave's limo. Hey, what, what time are we picking up Gary tomorrow? It's like, <laughs> did he call you? Yeah.
1: Oh my oh. god. Okay. All right, well, I want to see my family. We'll see, that. We'll see what goes on tomorrow. Damn. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow day. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve Love You,
10: you, hate you Line.
6: You want to put a sticker across your back window that says Real G for Life? Maybe not. Put it on a minivan.
10: Next message.
6: Hey, I just want to say today, we need to remember the victims, the survivors. The heroes never forget.
10: Next message 7 o'clock at night driving home
6: from work and MMR rip-rolled me? What
5: the, f- the Preston and Steve Love You Hate You line. Call 484 434
0: 1333. MMR Rocks.
5: Brought to you by DellToyota.com
7: and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.